I got allergies and I can't talk today, so I think I might use this. What do you think? <laughs> might blow my eardrums off in here, though. <laughs> Are we ready? Andre, so. we'll call you in a minute. <laughs> but this is for you, buddy. How's the sound for you guys? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, knocking things over. It will. Hopefully you guys can hear this. I wish that I could fly into the sky so very high. I fly above the trees, over the seas, and all the degrees to anywhere I please. Oh, I want to get away. I want to fly away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get away. I want to fly away. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> I know this thing's really annoying, isn't it? <laughs> I'm all about that. It's not a laser pointer, though. <laughs> Andre, the flyaway is for you, buddy. We're gonna call you in a minute. But I guess we could also say, Mike, it's for you because this is the E-Flight Timber Review and you crashed the timber. <laughs> All right, enough of that stupid thing. All right, welcome, everybody. Hello. FT After Hours in the house, Monday morning. Happy holiday. It is uh, Labor Day here in the States, so we're down here podcasting. Oh, I'm trying to get this coffee to kick in. Um, the reason I was joking around with the bullhorn, my I don't know what it is. The last couple of days, my allergies have just been like, oh, I mean, horrible. My I, I bloodshot eyes. I got stuff up my nose, allergy pills. Uh, the coffee, I'm trying to get it, you know, to give me some energy because I'm all jacked up on allergy medicine. I just want to sleep. So I apologize uh, for my voice here a little bit. Drink coffee, do stupid things faster and with more energy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that was that one statement I put on. Facebook. Mike, I don't have you going here. Hang oh, on. No. Yeah, hang on. Well, that's good because I think I was ruining the song. Oh, man. Let's stop. Oh, there you are. Hey, you're there. We got you. We got you. Because I knocked myself All right. out of here. Hey, look, you want to call a crazy Canadian? I'm probably, he's probably right. like, what are they doing? <laughs> What's going on? He's on Periscope. I, I know, know that. I know. So let's give him a buzz. So, Mike, I heard you were at the Cleveland Air Show yesterday. Yes, with my friend Chad Capper. Tell me about it. <laughs> I want to uh, know. We want to do that first. Yeah, uh, threw go me for under it. The bus. Yes. Uh, well, just organizing to go up with someone was kind of a task. <laughs> Chad finally got with me, I think it was on um, Friday, and he said, I can go tomorrow. Or no, we went Sunday. I'm sorry. We went Sunday. So we drive up there, and, and then... Uh, we parked further away. We got $5 parking, but as you got closer, it was 20 and $35. Oh, you're so we hiked, we hiked a couple blocks and then some, but um, we get to the show. I'm I'm always excited. I, I love air shows, obviously. And uh, we get we get in. Um, first thing we see, let's see. 
For some reason, they had a United commercial airline in there. Really? <laughs> it's really weird. We didn't go through it. We're like, that's kind of odd. We never saw that at an air show. They had that on a static display. Um, so that's one of the first things we saw. We There's the NASA. Um, they had a little NASA booth there, and he talked to some people that he met from NASA before. I can't remember the guy's name right now. But huh. they were sim- they were sh- one of their displays was a battery, like if you were – on the dark side of the moon or something, a solar panel, a battery-operated device that they're working on with uh, breaking hydrogen out of water and stuff to charge and store the charging mm. there. So that was kind of neat. We looked around there a little bit. But obviously the planes, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I really, there's there's three things that really stuck out in my mind. The first one was the um, Heritage run-bys. Run They'd had a F-35 um, F-22 and a Mustang all flying together. All together? And we couldn't believe that the Mustang could keep up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they had to be, it's like extreme slows with a, a one plane going extremely fast. Do we got you, buddy? Good morning. What's up? Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good morning, Andre. Have you had your coffee this morning? Oh, man. I'm, I'm drinking it, but boy, are you in trouble. Oh. Uh, Mike went up to the uh, Cleveland Air Show. I was just so telling some people telling us about it. Yeah, I was just listening. Carry on. Okay. Mike, I want to hear about this show. Well, the USAF F-35 Heritage flight was awesome, and, and then um, they had the F-22 Raptor flying with that. And I was surprised how large the F-22 was in scale to the mm-hmm. F-35. I know the F-35 is a single engine. And the F-22 was there, and then that, that Mustang. And when they went by, it was just, I honestly enjoyed that a lot. I'll never forget that one in, in the air. And then um, the next thing I always, I'm always a sucker for, believe it or not, is with the, what was it called? The Shockwave. It had a truck with a jet engine on it. I've oh, seen, like, yeah, the yeah, bus. Yeah. They have a bus version of it and a lot of different versions. But, man, you talk about a smoke show. That thing puts <laughs> And flames are shooting out of that thing, like out of the uh, upright stacks, out of the back end. The flame goes, I don't know how far out the back end of that thing, but it is awesome. Then they do like a little drag race, you know, like with a a vet and then Uh an airplane, obviously. And I think they said he had like 1,300 horsepower and like the Mustang or whatever. It wasn't a Mustang, but some plane had 180 horsepower. It's just no competition. I don't even know how they keep that thing grounded. You think that you put a rocket like that or a jet engine on the back. I don't know how they keep it on the ground, to be honest with you. But Oh, my gosh. I think it would take off. But I always like that. And and then they did like a, as it went by, they did like a bomb scene. Mm Mm-hmm. And the smoke just barreled up. And for some reason, and I know this wasn't intentional, they made the perfect smoke ring. It went, I, Chad got some pictures. Unfortunately, I don't have the pictures. I might get them off him, but I never saw a smoke ring. And even in the crowd, even after the event went by, they're like, oh my, and it was getting be- bigger and more perfect. And it was unbelievable smoke. I mean, that's silly, but it, it was beautiful in the sky. Like, they need like a parachute or something to punch through that right now. Oh. <laughs> it's sort of like the Golden Knight parachuters. <laughs> So that was pretty cool. It was kind of an awe type thing that happened, and uh, and then um, the last thing I remember what was it? Oh, the Blue Angels, obviously. Mm-hmm. 
phenomenal. And when they go by, and I and I know they they can't, they're not top speed because Chad's like, I want to see them go top speed, but they would break the sound right, barrier, and right, they're right. not allowed doing that, I guess, at air shows. Yeah. And he's like, I just want to see him go top speed one time. And he's like, I got to see that before I die somewhere, somehow. See, the sound barrier broke, but still uh, rip, rip, ripping speeds <laughs> going <Wow>. by. <laughs> it was wow. awesome. That's cool. So I'm, I'm kind of bummed time. I missed it. We had that. a great time. There's a lot of nice exhibits out there. Um, it didn't seem like it had as many static displays as I remember in the past. But it could have been, but I I know one thing, it was crowded, and I didn't even see Pat. I know they were there. I mm-hmm. texted a few times mm-hmm. Pat and Scott. Never ran into them. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe I tried texting. I should have just called them. It would have been the easier thing yeah. to do because I think I told them where I was at. We sat there for a while, but then Chad went, and we both wanted to move around. And by the time they came to where we were sitting, I think we had left, so but yeah. we tried a little bit to meet up with those guys, yeah. and he saw some people from Droneworks, and then oh, yeah. also uh, the Cleveland Quad Scout Quad Squad, mm-hmm. Lonnie King, I think his name was. He was real nice to meet. I got to meet him, but Chad, I think they were at Flight Fest, so we shared memories. They were even showing the Rotor Riot videos and Steel's videos at their display. Oh, and it yeah. was kind of cool because they're oh, showing cool. footage that he did, so he yeah. could totally relate. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, it was a good time. Then he knew saw a family member up there um somehow i think it was julie's cousin i think well it's her husband he's a maintenance guy for the schnook mm. and he was standing there with the schnook in his uh, uh flight garb or whatever uh-huh. flight and garb i like that i, I don't well i don't <laughs> I flight suit i should flight say garb. <laughs> <laughs> it's got his flight I, I just garb busted on. that up but i, I guess they fly that's <laughs> that one's based on akron can so when i see it flying around that's one one of the crafts he maintenance is uh, okay. on quite a bit i yep. guess so that was pretty cool. Sweet. So that's a rundown I had a little bit of yesterday's activities. Nice. Well, anyway, guys, thanks for joining us. FT After Hours Podcast. We're here to do the E-Flight, E-Flight Timber, Timber Review. Yes. So here we are. We finally got out and uh, got some a uh, lot per- of flight time the, on that. It's sucker. pretty large. The periscopers can see a little bit of it here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Showed up on the tabletop. And uh, we'll talk about it. But uh, joining us, obviously, uh, I'm Chris, your host. Uh, joining me in studio is Mike Coolins And uh, up in the north, the crazy Canadian, as always, Andre Crash Russo. Yes, I was following some of your activity. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't hear the crashing. Well, you did some uh, ESC, looking at your ESC Instagram failure, post. what have yeah, you. you know, it's, got, oh, it's still oh, a crash. Hey, oh, hey, oh, God, come on. Come on, that, that was a save. <laughs> what happened, Andre? What happened? And I didn't even know we were competing on crash, crash numbers. I know, I know. <laughs> so that, that was my comment. Chris, you got to keep you on your toes. So the Sky Mule, um, basically, uh, for those who don't know, that's the kit. And I guess I may have been over-propping that setup for the last two years. And really, you know, this is a, I'm surprised it happened. But I had gotten in some brand new batteries, and I, I guess they might have had a little bit more power. And so I'm beaming around, and my dad's got the fun cup going. I've got the Sky Mule, and I'm doing those low passes across the deck. So it looks all scale, you know, like, like a military aircraft coming in or something. And I punch up, and I'm, I'm, I'm going up, and it rolls funny. I'm like... Hmm. It kind of went to one direction, and then the radio goes RSSI critical, RSSI lost. I'm like, oh. oh. <laughs> so, so the right ESC, which powers the receiver, went into shutdown mode. So I'm just thinking and overheat it and stuff. 
um, and down she went. And um, I, I actually had regained it because it, it, it basically was almost inverted at one point. So I, re, I got it upright, and I was just trying to flare it in into the field, and it popped in and hit. But all the damage was basically a rehash of um, Flight Fest 2015. Uh. So all those cracks and everything. So I glued it up and I had it back in the air. So what I've done now <laughs> does is, not surprise me. You have it back oh, no, in the air. She was back, glued it, hot glue. I, I didn't even bother using the, the quick stuff. I just hot glued the thing. Up that thing wouldn't room. even resemble a plane, and right? you'd still fly it. <laughs> you'd have it glued it, it's, together. It's just, it's just, you know, the front end. I actually. Oh man. What I want to do on the front end eventually, if it I did look good, it, um, is I. I think I just get that uh, the, the drywall compound and just start smoothing it all out again, and then yep. do the military, the uh, the Royal Canadian Air Force um, search and rescue colors, the orange, because mm-hmm. that it looks like a buffalo almost. So, either way, uh, i i took out uh, I took out the ten inch props. I put in some nine inch props. I had uh, yes, I did notice the, lo- the the I went from a ten six to a nine four five because that's what I had, and. Yes, I did notice the lack of punch, so I, got, I had to get used to that. But what I also did was put in a U-back, so I'm not drawing power uh, to the receiver off uh, any of the ESCs anymore. So if I ever have a shutdown, because that was like, yeah. you know, have I have I damaged these ESCs or in any sh- way, shape, or form? And I had no issues yesterday. We ran, I ran through three packs on it. I was just having a riot with the aircraft once I got used to the uh, the dynamics of the um, of the less the, the power change. I'll call it. But now, if anything ever happened with the U-back powering the um, uh, the receiver, at least I've got full flight control. I got all my ailerons and elevator and everything. So, so it was good to have it running again. Uh, what's what's the stock props on that? Do you know? So you weren't running the stock, the stock obviously. No, I'm not running stock. Yeah, this was a kit, so it didn't come with anything. Oh but the yeah, fuse, yeah, right. I so got you. The stock prop. I think I want to say the stock prop was a nine-inch uh, three-blade. Uh, and from everything I realized, um, a couple of the guys ran it. There was another one. <laughs> the running joke is Sky Mules crashed at our field because there's another one that's been crashed like two or three times as well. Um, and uh, so I, but I've never run the stock one. And those um, those master air screws I had on it, mm-hmm. they've been through like they look like they've been through wars. I mean, they're all they they've been scuffed and everything. They're like my one of the first real set. Pro, uh, props I picked up, so I just happened to have a set of uh, those nine four fives, the HQs that are used on the Sea Duck that I mm-hmm. I picked up at flight breaking up. But uh, yeah, I did notice. I mean, there is a, there is a punch difference. So if I can find some nine sixes, that'll make a lot better. But um, the motors I run are thousand kVs, and the, their sweet spot is nine six, and mm. I use them on all my other scratch builds. So this is the first time I had a related issue like that. So I'm like, okay, heat. Um, I was really pushing it. We were trying to do some grass takeoffs and it was, you know, so you're really throttling up a lot because you're trying to get to push it through the grass and I get bogged down. So I probably put a, I probably heat soaked the ESCs pretty good uh. and it was just back, back to back flights. And of course it was a second flight. So by then I'm all relaxed with the airplane again. So I'm just pushing it for all she's worth. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just chuckled and I got a really good shot. It's deep in the field. Like I got, I went through the field and I did the full, you know, afterwards did the, I was in shorts. So I was like, okay, I got to check for ticks now because this was deep oh yeah well it probably helped save the plane though huh i uh, well a yeah, little bit and it wasn't it wasn't soybeans <laughs> uh. 
like I said, I was trying to flare. I swear to gosh, if I had maybe another two feet or so, mm-hmm. uh, I probably could have flared the whole thing in and just bellied it in. Mm-hmm. And rather than, but that probably would have put a lot of heat into the. Um, it probably would have done a lot of transfer into the uh, the rear legs, and that would have went up into the wings. So really, the nose took the hit, and that just kind of and all those those breaks from the previous crash just kind of went boop and dissipated all the energy. So. So it's uh let me ask you when when the one motor quit did it get into like a death you know like death spiral did, did you catch it, it right away over. and just shut it well, oh it rolled well this is this is what happened like it kind of it, it, it wasn't even more un, unresponsive it just kind of went whoop to one side like it 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 didn't pitch like like the um like when you throw the uh a sea duck into a spin it didn't do that because i had enough forward momentum right mm-hmm. but it kind of rolled over to one side so the left motor which had all the power kind of pushed it up mm. and took off and the right side dipped and mm. she started going and mm-hmm. you know and that's that's when at one point when i when i had rsi failure it was upside down i'm like Whoa. oh my gosh Wow. <laughs> it was so fast. And then I got it. I'm cycling. I've, I've been through, I've had ESC shuts down. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. I instinctively started cycling the motors right away and it came back up and I managed to pop it. And then I'm just going in like, it basically it looked like a, you know, like a space shuttle or something coming in, you know, on fire, it just burned. And so I've got the nose up and everything and I'm just trying to just keep the attitude. And, yeah. I'm like, I'm going down, <laughs> but at least it was going, at least it went into the brush and, uh, you know, the soft stuff because mm-hmm. if it had hit the field, it just would have been, pa- it would have pancaked uh, if it hit the, uh, the soccer field or something like that, mm-hmm. just blown it. It would have been a lot more foam. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I don't know if it's a fly, it's not a flyaway. It's just a crash. We, we, we need a crash song. <laughs> I know. I was thinking of that cause I, yeah, you're right. It didn't fly away, but you know, generally if somebody has a pretty good crash, I like to play, but yeah, we got to work on that. We we'll get a crash song. Cause song. I think we're going to hear that one a lot yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, it's funny cause I'm sitting there going, no, I haven't, I haven't really done a serious crash in a while. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that wouldn't, and it was like you know, I laughed. It was funny. Like we've had that conversation before, where you know, I, I I'm like I giggled at this point. I'm like, well, that was funny, but you know, annoying. But now I know that you know, next time I do another twin, I'm gonna have a U back in there to uh, supplement the power. Um, but I was like, eh, you know, walk over, pick up the plane, put it in the car, and said, okay, next one. It could have been a lot worse, really. You know, of what oh, yeah. damage yeah. I seen, and yeah, it wasn't bad. Hey, are, are we allowed to talk about the Excalibur at all? <laughs> yes, sir. All right, let's let's go. Let's jump in it first, because man, I was super excited about that. Uh, I have a uh, Dynamic S. I've had it for quite a while. Yeah. I love the thing. I, I don't fly it a lot, but when I do, I really enjoy it. So, and then obviously it, it's it's out, and everybody knows that Hobby King kind of. Uh, I wouldn't say redid the the dynamic S, but made something very similar on a much better scale that flies better and it's faster. And you happen to get one, so I want to hear about it. Well, this <laughs> uh, it, it's in, it's been a, it's been an interesting plane to get to know, and um, particularly because I have the EFX Racer, I, I was gonna I was gonna compare it to that, and I don't want to compare it to it because mm-hmm. it's a whole different oh, yeah, beast. Absolutely, the foam. The foam on this thing is beautiful, mm-hmm. and like the wing, the wing, the work they did on the wing spars. Oh my! Like you could probably hold the aircraft on the tip of the wing if you were, you know, if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, the foam is really dense, really strong, and then that there's a spar that runs the entire length of the fuse. Mm-hmm. So it's actually got a little bit of beef to it. Like when you pick this thing up, you're like, wow, this thing has got some 
It's got some mass, mass to it, it some yeah. presence to it. And uh, we were doing a speed test, and uh, <laughs> my buddy Joel, and we, we clocked it. Uh, this is me flying. I got it up to like 99 miles an hour. I probably could have done even faster. Mm-hmm. So that's like 150, 159 uh, uh, kilometers. Um, and that's just because my dive. But at one point, Joel, Joe is like, where to go, Andre? I'm like, it's coming right at your head. <laughs> lost it. it yeah. Is, so it does have a thin profile uh, when you're flying uh, to, towards yourself or away from yourself. So it's one of those things you got to keep your eyes on. Yep. But oh, you know, it's got a you know a 13 inch prop. <laughs> it's just foldable prop. Wow. And uh, so I've run it off two packs right now. I've got a, um, a, a Graphene 1800 4S, and then I use my Zippy Compact's uh, 22. Okay. And I've you know I've slapped a camera on it already and put her in the air and just it's uh, and um, a little birdie told me middle of this month. Oh really? For release, yes sir. Ah, yeah. Okay. So uh, what's going to be really interesting um, uh, is. Hobby King is going in a new direction as far as a few things with some of their planes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a test for them to see how it responded. Uh, things like manuals. Mm-hmm. Um, mine showed up without a manual, and uh, well, there's there's a reason, is there reason for that. We're gonna we're gonna go with PDFs now, so you can download that oh, off the website. Uh, yeah, and it's. And he says what it does, it reduces production time yep. and two cost and three. You know. It, I do it all the time too. I take the darn, I take the manual, I throw it in the box, I, I check out what my settings are, I throw it in the box, and from that point on, um, as soon as I get a product, I've got a folder on my computer and I download that product information, especially drivers or anything for any of the gizmos and doodads in mm-hmm. case they ever you know disappear from the store. Yeah, you know, but then I've got it. You know, that's funny you say that, and that is a good idea because I can't tell tell you how many times and. A lot of times when you're building it or putting together, you got the manual out, right, Mike, and you mm-hmm. go through it. Well, then mine get thrown on a shelf somewhere and who knows where and in the hobby room, and I can never, never find it. it. And anytime I got to go back or look for something or I want to change then something, I online. pull it. I just pull it right on off my phone, like say That's with Horizon or whatever, too. and yeah. you go right to them. It's got a section right there for manuals and for I don't references. Yeah. you don't have to carry a manual with. Yeah, you I never pull. Or... I never pull the uh, the manual out. I don't either. Not after the initial build, for and, sure. I heard through the grapevine too that a manual is one of the most costly things too, as really? far as yeah, you know, putting it all together. You got to have the different languages. You got to make sure everything's correct. Oh my gosh! And yeah, I, that, yeah that's that's a good idea. The production, but they don't have to do the print time now. Right, and, right. You know, and if there's an update, it's done instantaneously. Yes, you know? yeah. We're um, supposed to be a paperless society and save yeah. trees too, right? Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a good idea. I really like that. I like the idea. Um, so it will be a big test. I'm sure some of the traditionalists will go, oh, yeah. but, you know, I'm, there's. I could deal know, without it. That's for sure. I mean, well, I can look this, at it on my what I tablets said, you know, and stuff. And I have all along. my notes and everything that I put on my computer, and that's how I that's how I function. But that's that's me. So whether it works with other people, who knows? But sure. So that's what's happening with this that particular plane. It's going to be a test. Um, it is uh, the Excalibur. It is a V-tail. I can tell you that. Well, I've got the. It's 1,600 millimeter wingspan, so it's big. I mean, the first time that the steward showed me the pictures uh, a couple months ago, I didn't think it was that big, and then I put it together. I went, "Whoa!" <laughs> so it does fit in the back seat of the car. Um, I do manage to get it in there, the wings and the tail. You know, put the put the tail up back towards the um, the, the window in the back. Is the, it bigger the than the windshield. Dynamic S? I didn't know. 
I've never seen a dynamic S. I didn't know dimension wise if it was. Well, yeah, what is the wingspan on? I think the dynamic S is like 58, 59. This is is 63.5 inches. Really? It's it's a big wingspan airplane. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Length is 40 inches. Uh, It it checks in flying weight, it checks in at like 44, uh, sorry, uh, 1,250 grams or 44 ounces. And, you know, V tail, 60 amp ESC. Uh, 3542 kV motor, so that's 800 kVs. And like I said, uh, you, you need a forge, uh, forge, um, hey, four channel receiver. Boy, where's my coffee? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, uh, man. You, you guys, that plane showed up, man. I was like, oh, because this funny, uh-huh. funny story. I was talking to Stuart a little bit about. I said, man, Stuart, I, I really like that plane. That's a nice looking plane. It wasn't. A couple days later, I think the thing showed up on your doorstep, and I was like. Damn it, Andre. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Sorry. you dirty dog. No, yeah. no, that's fantastic. I'm so happy, you know, yeah, you're getting you get stuff. Yeah, you get experience with yeah, it. So absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, what's really nice, too, is it's um, uh, it's one of those planes that you can – actually, the wing goes on really nice. It does have those connectors, very similar – actually, better connectors than um, than what we saw on the Sky Mule. So the wing does come on and off. And the V-tail, I'd say a couple minutes of work and you could have the V-tail off. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can – this is probably one of those planes that I might retain the box for. Um, Just because you can put it back I, in it quickly. I know <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, well, at least I know I can take the wings off sure. for transport because otherwise it is a it, – it's a lot of airplane to try and move around for a trip. So, um, But it goes and um, – I really like how clean it takes off too. Like I, um, the EFX racer, uh, I'm like one for, yeah, I'm like, you know, after six tosses, I'll do something silly and I'll put it down, you know, and it'll bounce off the, uh, it'll bounce off the deck. Right. Mm -hmm. This one just goes up and has a nice climb. And, uh, I was just having a lot of fun doing those runs. And then you come by with the fan, you know, with the, with, and the whistle that it makes, you know, like a it's so. I it can't believe how lighter, fast that thing is. That's awesome. Oh, and it, it wasn't even. I know, like, there's a, there's a couple guys that fly like the even faster like, sure. liners around here. Yeah, and you know, I can't keep up with those. But this was very much, and it's. I shut the power off, and I must have done like half a dozen laps around the track. You know, just just gliding it around. And just having a lot of fun with the uh, so it does throws. it does have that whistle. I love that. I love that yeah. feature on the. That's I think it was the dynamic. Yes, yeah. when it comes down out of a dive. Oh my gosh! You hear that thing coming? It is awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's so one of my favorite. So planes. they kept that feature or whatever mm-hmm. with it. Well, I mean, that's just the the aerodynamic, and it's got this really menacing look on it with it with the forwards. Like the wing has got this slight forward swept, and it really helps with the stability. I mean, it doesn't feel like it wants to stall. It just um, so I think I think the biggest thing is you just have to keep your eye on it because yeah, it, the it's thin profile, yeah, thin. that you mentioned, yeah, it's thin. Um, but otherwise, it just goes, and I, I've had no real issues with it. Um, so that's kind of like flying with 30 radians. You just got to keep your eye on it. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, you, don't, you don't do an Andre or an, or an Eddie. You know? different, um, different thing, though. <laughs> yeah, Basically, I, I even go. I even noticed with the dynamic S, like, uh, and again, it was one of them things. Uh, Flight test did a review on it, and I got actually got a hold of bought. I can't remember. I think I bought one anyway. Uh, flew it a little bit, and I said, "Eh, I need a little bit more motor." So I actually upgraded the motor. Wow! But it, it is still flying on three cells, so the Excalibur now is on four cells. So I'm sure it's even faster. But it's one of them things I learned. If you go out, like say in early, early morning, and there's no clouds in the sky or anything, and, and basically what I like to do with it is full power. You climb up as high as you 
can go so you can't see it. Roll it over and just dive and, and carry as much energy as you can. You did that out can. at Chad's, and I will never forget that. That was so right. cool, I thought. But when you don't have any clouds well, or anything. You're going faster, too, so you're getting out of perspective a lot quicker than a normal plane, too. And then that thin profile on top yes. of it, I mean, those are that's tricky, tricky yeah. flying, to say the least, yeah. those types yeah. of planes. But me, personally, I fly one battery hard, and i got to stop and gather my thoughts and quit shaking a little bit. Yeah, because okay. you're on your tippy oh, yeah. toes. Yeah. That, you get the shakes of the yes. head. Like, oh, oh man. Yeah, or it disappears for that second. And you're like, like oh, oh gosh. And you know, you don't touch the sticks, hoping it. You know, especially it, like you. I'm sure Andre, you you notice as soon as it gets down at tree level and it's flat. Ugh, it oh, just yeah. disappears. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it got like flying like a knife or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, throw a knife out there. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? <laughs> see it that's exactly it it is one of those airplanes that you're like oh maybe it could have used a little bit of spoilers for landing but you just you know and i've had it where it's like okay yeah abort that one (laughs) yeah and that's what i was gonna wonder too does it sit long you have to have long approaches for those to be at least until you get comfortable anyhow those things actually uh, when i usually fly mine is when i got some wind if you're out there and it's kind of a nasty day or you got I don't know, 12, maybe even 15 miles an hour, and you really can't fly a lot of your other stuff, or maybe you don't want to because it's just not that fun. That has enough mass, they'll punch through. Yeah, man, you get that... Uh, like the Excalibur out there with a thin profile and it's got that speed, man, it just cuts through that right stuff. Through and oh, it's Well, he so mentioned nice. there's some mass behind it yeah. too. So oh, that yeah. helps too to punch through. Yep. Not just the speed. So. Yeah, it'll take it no problem. That's cool. Right. Very cool. So, and what was the color scheme? Was that green? green. On it, I think I saw in exactly. the pictures. Yeah, it is, and it has the V tail. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. are you used to V tails, Andre? I that is know. my first. That's my. I, I was think wondering. I well, was the hot fan, Chris? The hot fan had a V tail. Yeah, think. it does. Hot, yep, hot, hot fan. Hot fan. <laughs> is that Grobner? So this is my. Yeah, this is yes, Mike. This is my first V tail, and I couldn't believe how like I mean, well, it's all aileron throws, but it's just it is stable. Uh, and then you throw it into a spin, and you're like, "Wow!" It yeah. just it rolls so nicely. Really? It just does so many. The maneuvers are really clean Tight. and crisp. And I was running 100% throws, with like 30% expo, and that's it. Man, it sounds like a really fun platform to fly. It is. I don't. I think high. it'd be above my abilities. Maybe I don't know. Cause I, how no, does it I do slow? So. I mean, does it I, go slow well as, as well? Or sorry, what is it? Sorry, does it go slow as well? I mean, is it? Yes. Oh yeah, like, and you can you can power you can go motor off or a whole like I was just doing laps with motor off, and you're just kind of gracefully gliding around with okay. it. So it, it it has a really wide profile as far as what it will let you do. Okay, uh, which was really cool. On the green, I really like the colors. Actually, James loved the colors, mm-hmm. um, and I was almost hoping they're uh, they were luminous, but uh, when you turn the lights off, but they're not quite. Yeah. Uh, the guys at the field said it would have been nice to have uh, had some black stripes underneath a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, we could do this. And I'm like, uh, you're, you're not going to see it once no. it gets into a certain profile. But if you lose it, just start waggling the wings and you're fine or pull up or yeah. something. You know? and, right. Uh, you'll, you'll regain it. I've only had one whoops. And I'm like, oh, there it is again. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds like you're having a blast, man. Uh, I'm, I'm really thing. You're getting it, a lot of so. flying time in, it sounds like. Trying to, yeah, trying to. And we're gonna. I, I have to finish off a couple of my video products for them, and then uh, it should be uh, in time for their launch. But the onboard footage was really nice, uh, and uh, it is definitely a staple aircraft. So, very cool. Yep. All right. Uh, real quick, what I want to touch on a, just a couple things before we get into the timber, and I know it doesn't affect everybody. It's really kind of affected us here, so I just want to mention a few things here, but. Uh, it's uh, definitely with the FAA in part uh, one, mm-hmm. 107. 
you don't want to hear it, shut your, your radio or your phone or whatever off. About yeah, too, but already. I just wanted to touch on it. And I'm not going to go into detail. I'm not going to sit here and complain and everything. I just wanted to touch a couple bases with it to you know let people know. Because obviously when it first came out and I heard about, oh, you can't fly FPV and this and that, I was like, oh, here we go again. I thought the so, same thing. Um, if anybody knows part uh, 107 come out here in the in the United States, which in a way it's kind of a good thing. Uh, you can basically go take a, a test, get certified, and make a little bit of money flying your drone if you want to. You know, that's up to you. The biggest thing, and I think what really got everybody in, and upset a lot of people at the time, is they were telling us that if you fly FPV, you are now illegal unless you are certified under Part 107. And that really blew everything up. And it, people were up and on, like, oh, how can they do that? And it basically kind of went to the thing, you know, we, we paid our five bucks. We have everything registered. Well, now if you want to go fly FPV, you're going to pay kept, $150. Mind, yeah, you're, keep building which, just what we thought. Yeah, was it's exactly like, what we said. Like, they're going to start out doing crap. this, and then I they're going to do this. So Once they got their handle on you. I, I try to remain positive. Like, this came out, and I heard this. I kind of, you know, got me all wound me up too. again, and me my too. panties were in a wad. You know, and, <laughs> that was the same way. But... I'm trying to be optimistic here. Actually, I've been reading a little bit about the test. I don't, for me, probably because I have my pilot's license, it, it doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. It's kind of funny. From I've heard it's different things about a lot with it. Was it charting airspace? Or airspace yeah, they stuff. have they a, do a lot uh, of that in uh, the testing. I, yeah, I it's a reading. VFR sectional chart. So you know, if you know a lot of things on the sectional chart, uh, you're probably in pretty good shape. The only thing I kind of I thought was funny. Uh, obviously, you have to know a lot about the airspace and the classifications, and you know where you can fly. And under. I know the one guy taking the test. He said there was a few thrown in boat, not bogus questions, but you almost had to be a media meteorologist to know yeah, the answers and to some of them questions that, that are randomly selected for his test. That's so. exactly my point and what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's perfect, Mike. That just it, it irritates so me that, you know, it, if anybody that flies and you have to read aviation weather, everybody knows you look at it, it's kind of in... Um, I don't know, not cryptic form, but it's all kind of really weird just to look at your first time. It's all abbreviated and, and it's in Zulu time and all this stuff. So <laughs> you, you do have to kind of learn how to read aviation weather. But and I understand, you know, to get your pilot's license, you almost have to be a meteorologist to get it anyway. But I me maybe it's me. If you guys agree with me, tell me. But I don't understand why you need to know the aviation weather and be a meteorologist to go fly a drone. Because all you got to do is open the door, look outside, and go. Nope, I ain't flying today. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's so conditional. For yes, the, that I mean, instantaneous. Right. Time. It's not like you know we're flying over to uh, three states over and we got to pull no, up the exactly. weather and check the winds aloft and see what the weather's doing over there. If, if, and, I mean, I don't care how fast a front comes in on you. If you're flying a drone, you're going to be down and yeah. out of there before it's, it has any effect on right. you. you totally know? understand the airspace stuff and and all that, but the weather part, come on, people. You know? <laughs> that's Jeez, real. That when is. I saw that in his test questioning, I'm like, oh my gosh, that would kill me. Um, what I wanted to say, though, is according now to the AMA, um, they're saying if you a, are a member, now this again, this is the AMA thing that kind of irritates me, but the AMA is saying if you are a member and you're flying under the, their guidelines, that you can still fly FPV under their guidelines as long as you have a spotter. 
It's not a problem. They're still saying you can go out and fly just like you were before. Because, you know, the funny thing was they first come out with all these rules and regulations, and it just seemed like everything kind of was settling down, and people were back to mm-hmm. normal, and everything was good, and then boom, here comes part here, yeah, here comes part 107. It now put me you, to the side. When I start reading things on social media, yeah. I'm like, what is this, part 107? I had no clue. Right. And I started reading about like, um, oh But according gosh. to AMA, uh, they say... We are advising AMA members that flying FPV with a spotter under special rule for model aircraft remains acceptable as long as you continue to fly according to the AMA safety code and AMA's safety guidelines for FPV operations. And you can even go on there. They have what they call a document uh, 550. If you want to go on there, you can read all the rules and regulations and everything like that. Other than that, honestly, I I think the part 107 is going to be a good thing for us kind of down the road as long as they don't keep changing you and that know, is the cost on it 150 I 150 to the take money. the test uh because well, on one account i read he failed the first guy oh that he took did it failed it oh okay so, so i assume he ought to pay another yes, 150 you do. oh yeah but the, but the cool thing is same now, he one, may have not prepared at all i don't know the other guys seem to pass with no problem two other guys yeah afterwards. I, I think i i should be okay i'll have to brush up on my airspace a little so bit something you're gonna probably, oh yeah definitely really gonna, yes i'm definitely getting certified that way i don't have to worry about it the other thing that seems strange is a lot of these guys too um are already getting like special waivers because obviously you're not supposed to be able to fly like over people or at night or anything like that uh they're already giving waivers uh for flying at night you have to put put in for it you know so it'd be interesting to see how this goes or what they're going to do with this if they're going to continue on or Maybe get, have to you know take special training to fly at night. Now I don't know. I guess it probably depends on how how big of a demand it is for it. I'm not sure. So I have a feeling down the road things are just they're going to change things as they go, like they've been doing. Um, but anyway, that's part 107. I'm I'm not going to get. You know, so if you're out flying, everything it gives me an uneasy feeling. It was, yeah, the only thing that kind of irritates I don't know me if I'll a little be taking bit. Taking the test, I'm really uneasy about it. I, I think well. I'll take the test. I'll help you out if you if it's something you might want. It, it, I don't think it's only sixty questions. And here's the cool thing: it's just like if you go take your your private license test. It's all computerized. You go in, you sit down. It's multiple choice, Mike, and I most know. of it's you know pretty. You know, you got like wow. Well, uh, you sit down, you you push. It's a touch screen. You push it. You got two they hours. They do it at the Akron Canton Airport or something. I don't know if they have a test facility there. You can go online and look at all where, sure, where the test where facilities. Are. You just go in, sit down push the you know touch the screen and then it's as soon as you're done you know right that's away that's what they said instantly you send in your, your paperwork but then you have to yeah you have to send it yes. in to get your license or something yep, you get a little certificate you also have to be um make sure you have to how is that uh you gotta be checked out by the tsa to make sure that you're not you know uh is there any vision tests <laughs> No, my vision's no. getting kind of yeah, no. <laughs> worried. No vision test. Mine's close up problem. Yeah. So, but that's it with 107. Because um, line th- of sight can vary for you. Yeah, that's true. I should say. That is it's true. getting worse and worse. Yeah. Uh, All right. How about uh, we move on to the E Flight Timber? What do you think? Yeah, and if you could do a little teaser of that of your video, you think? Well, I th- you don't want to do it. You no, don't do I'll a tell teaser? you what. No, I'll, I'll put it out as soon as we're done here. I'll put it out. We're I know you've seen it. There's only 13 people watching. I think they would love that. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> we'll wait. Oh wait. man, you're killing me. Uh, killing me, Smalls. So obviously, awesome footage. I want to see it again myself. Uh, 
Andre didn't like it. He said it was terrible. Yeah, I don't believe no. you. <laughs> I don't believe you for a second. So he was questioning my uh, music choice, but uh, I questioned the music. Yes, I mean I questioned the music. Otherwise, I was showing Laura the uh, the the uh, phantom footage. I, I agree. The music's a little questionable, but it's one of them things where I got tired of finding something halfway decent. And my my oldest boy goes, "Dad, listen to this." I, I he he listens to the music on YouTube. He goes, it, "They're talking about flying. It sounds pretty cool." So I put a little bit in. Then I asked my little one. He goes, "Yeah, I like it, Dad." So I was like, "All right, that's it. We're keeping it in. That's what it is." Somebody so, said, "Show it." Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll have it up on YouTube here after the podcast, so it'll it'll Do go it. out there. Do well, it. it ain't gonna. Uh, yeah. It'll be fine. All right, maybe. All right, maybe maybe at the end we'll we'll throw it up when we're we're almost done. I'll throw it up there. So we could just yeah, that would be great. All right, um, you purchased it, so you talk about a little bit. I'm going to pull up the specs. You talk about getting it, putting it together, assembling it, how it went. Oh man, your feelings, thoughts, testing my. I'll pull up the specs here, and we'll talk about it a little bit. All right. Well, let me let me go grab it and just kind of show the periscope. I'll talk the I'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, This is well. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell my little bit about high wing. I'm going to tell my story <laughs> while you're kind of showing off the scale of it because it is larger. Than it the is tundra. big. It's definitely bigger than the Tundra. And a little bit later on, we're not – I don't really want to do a Tundra versus Timber thing. We're going to tell you a little bit the differences about them. They're both fantastic planes. They but really I'm, are. I'm not going to really get are. into a, you know, this one's better, this one's – No, you know. they re- and, that, and even afterwards we're discussing yeah. them like – you know what? They're really both good high wing flyers. Right. Not, there's some positives and negatives for both. Yeah. Uh, let me talk a little bit about high wings. Now, everybody knows, and I think you're becoming a fan, Andre. I, I think am. you're becoming I a am. fan. I know Wayne is. Uh, with these high wing stole airplanes with a lot of power, they are so much fun. They are. Now, what happened was several years ago, and I've maybe told this story, but I know we get new listeners all the time. So um, I don't even know what I was doing, but I ventured up to Cleveland, and I was up at a big park up there on the lake, and I, I heard that they do some flying up there, and they had some glider. There's a glider club up there. So, and again, this was this is when actually when 2.4 was just coming out. So I grabbed a couple of my warbirds and stuff, and I headed up to Cleveland, and I'm in this park, and I'm, I'm pulling out my warbirds and everything, and I look over, and this guy's has these homemade, and they were all balsa, you know, homemade, big, high-wing, trainer-like planes. It had these big wheels on, big, powerful. They were electric. And he's just, like, rolling. He's, he's, it's got unlimited vertical, and he'd roll it over and do inverted flat spins. And then he would just bring it down, drop the flaps, and flare, like, two feet off the ground. Then he'd be, like, doing two miles an hour. You know, I was just like... How is he doing that? That's that's impossible, yeah. you know. And I watched him for a little while. And the here was the funny thing was, I had my my two point four radio, and obviously he was still flying seventy two. So I get out and I get all set up, and I'm getting ready to go. And pretty soon I see him running. His arms are up, his radio's up. Wait, he's screaming. Wait, wait, don't don't fly. What are you doing? And he's screaming. I'm like, what is this guy doing? He he's, he was on yeah, the same he comes over. He goes, what channel are you on? And I go, 
2.4. And he goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> He's one of the old <laughs> he was scores. just freaking out, you know. <laughs> so he, you know, he heard about it. But he hasn't. I said, no, no, we're good. We're 2.4. So anyway, we got to talking. And I was like, man, those planes are just, they're amazing. It was, yeah, you know, I just used to fly all kinds of things and, and built one of these. And he goes, it was just so much fun. You could come out and you could fly it in the wind. You could fly it when it was calm and do anything you wanted to do with it. Slow, fast, aerobatics, whatever. So I'm like, oh, it blew my mind really because at that point, mostly I was just flying either fast planes or warbirds or whatever. So I, the pers- you know, what I seen, I was like, I got to, I got to have something like this. But obviously, I didn't want to build uh, any kind of balsa plane or put all the work in. Sure. So naturally, when I get home, I'm on the internet. I'm searching. I'm searching. Andre, you still there? I am. Okay, just wondering. It got really, really, like really quiet. quiet, and I didn't see anything. I just double checking. Anyway, so I get home and I'm on the internet and I'm searching, search. I'm trying to find some kind of kit Similar. in foam. Couldn't find anything for a little while. Like I kept searching, and I would say maybe two, three, maybe even four months later, I was kind of bummed out. Like, man, I, I just want some kind of. I can get up in the air without building. Yeah, the scratch. Fun Cub shows up. And I was at first I, I seen it and I was like didn't think much of it. But then the videos people started getting the videos started coming out and I was like, oh that's it that's that's what I'm looking for that's what I want it has these big giant enormous wheels on it and, you know it, it's got these ninety degree fly I mean this thing was like right up my alley and the videos that they were putting out with this thing I was like. They're flying off of rocks with this thing. They're, they're landing on anywhere, and they're taking off with it. I said, I got to have it, and I bought one and put it together and flew the daylight. It was one of my absolute favorite airplanes. I just absolutely Even to this day, I still have one in the box. It's been in the box for, I don't know, two years. Loved it. So anyway, uh, I'll try to make this short, but uh, a friend of mine, I had him on a trainer, and I was training with him, and he got into a power-on dive, and the wings folded up, and it crashed. I was a little heartbroken, but it was my fault. I let him go with it for a little while, so I realized at that point that it, it, would, it took a lot of abuse, but that, that did it in. And I bought another one right away. It's been in the box ever since. But let's move on. My other point was... Uh, I bought a, let's see, it would be an uh, E-Flight Carbon Z-Cub. Absolutely, absolutely love that plane. Anybody that has seen it fly or has one knows what I'm talking about. And they can tell, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That (laughs) That thing's awesome. It's overpowered. It's big. Flies like a dream in any kind of weather conditions. It's unreal. But, but, I'm going to say but here. It's big. It's massive. It takes a six-cell, 5,000 battery. battery. The batteries are expensive. It is hard to – I wouldn't really say hard, but you don't want to – if you're just going out to to fly quick and get some little bit of time in, that is not the plane to take. If you're going out all day, yes, it it. goes out. It is unbelievable. So my thoughts were, man – they need to start making these at a smaller scale. You know, do this. You know, it was way more power than, like, the Fun Cub. Uh, would you know? So I'm like, somebody's got to get on the game other than multiplex. So that's when uh, Park Zone came out with the Sport Cub, which is a smaller scale. And I was like, oh man, there we go. This is it. Uh, we seen it up at the Toledo show. It looked awesome. I ended up buying one, and I have to admit, I was highly disappointed with the plane. Highly. Now, 
that was me because I think they designed that plane. It did exactly what it was designed to do, but not in my eyes. I'm thinking, here we go. I got a miniature carbon Z cub here that's going to be a little, you know, overpowered and just, it wasn't. Don't get me wrong, it flies great. It had a small 480 motor on it. The thing will cruise around all day long. It had the flaps, it's very scale. Not what I wanted. And I think a lot of people out there, you know, reading the forms and everything, were pretty disappointed with the plane when it first came out. Matter of fact, most of us did upgrades. I changed the ESC. I put a bigger prop in it. It did come alive. It is a good plane. Don't get me wrong, but not what I wanted. So, boom, the Tundra shows up, right? Everybody so far that I've talked to loves the Tundra. Right, Andre? Oh, yes. I think things amazing. And full credit to Stuart. Stuart was this huge, huge multiplex Fun Cub fan, so much that the plane is actually in his wedding photos. Wedding photo. So what's that tell you? So what Stuart is, he went back to the drawing board and said, you know what, how can I make this plane better? And that's how the the Tundra came out. And he did exactly that. He did a lot of things. So the Tundra came out, and I'm like, man, this is unbelievable. But, you know, we're always nitpicking at little things like, oh, the if they would would have just done this a little bit yeah, or maybe yeah. done this. And There's I, always the nitpicking yeah, and, and I don't care what, how great the plane is. And I don't care what it is, even if it's me with something. Or they probably I, even criticize their exactly. own design after That's they're the done, thing. So. Stewart's probably has that out, and I'm sure down the road there's going to be a V2, but I bet after the first two weeks it's out, he probably thought, Crap, you know, maybe I, I should have done this, or maybe we should have tweaked this. You know what I mean? So. Yep. So down the road, and if you don't strive for improvements, then yeah. I think you'd give up at the at the game. At absolutely, that point. I mean, absolutely. Now I was completely shocked. It blew me away when uh, Horizon came out with a timber. I wasn't expecting it at all. It just boom, there it was. I didn't hear any rumblings. I nothing. It just all of a sudden, excuse me, it came out. I was like, holy cow, where did this come from? So. Let's talk about the Timberwolves. So t- tell me, you <laughs> well, obviously I want. I mean, the Tundra is an awesome plane. Staying yeah. on that subject, and then the color scheme. I don't yep. even like green, and I really love the scheme of mm-hmm. that. Although I thought this plane was going to be more plain Jane, mm-hmm. but in the per- in person, for some reason, it just doesn't pop in the videos and the yeah, pictures. Yeah, I agree. But when we saw it on the on the ground and visually in the air, I thought it had just enough uh, yeah. decals or what have you color scheme that it, it, it looked a lot better than I thought it would. I I totally so agree with you. That and was even one thing. even Pat said when he seen it in person and he he flew it yeah, right. Yeah, correct at Jackson. Um, like you said on their website and in the videos and stuff, I it. It looks like it flies awesome, but visually it wasn't that good. But when you do see it in person and see the size of it and see it, it, it looks better in it's person. It's definitely larger than the Tundra, yeah. that's for sure. But at the same time, the Tundra was a lot punchier. And you even, Andre has the souped-up version, and yeah. yours was still taken <laughs> off quicker than this. I mean, as far as punch, yeah. the Tundra still has right. more punch to so it, I think. So how was the build process with well, it? Well, the build, you know what? I'm not remembering any difficulty, so it couldn't have been that bad. Not too bad. Um I'm trying to think of what I would have even struggled with. I mean, the, the the servos I thought were labeled well. Everything went together really well. It was probably the quickest thing I built, in all honesty, mm-hmm. thinking back on it. I followed along with the manual, and uh, it's a two, two-piece two wing. Um, even the uh, horizontal stabilizers, two-piece, carbon mm-hmm. fibers through there. Or, yep. 
the wing um, comes apart pretty easy. Yeah, because like it's you just got. The, I don't have the struts on the wing, yes. so that makes it very easy yes. for transport. And that's something I definitely wanted to point out on right. this model. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got the carbon fiber rod in there for rig- rigidness or whatever. I did put the um, slats in the front of the mm-hmm. wing just because I wanted to keep it how he designed it. Yeah. I mean, they're glued in; they don't come out. That might yeah. be a downside. Yep. Um, they didn't negatively impact me, but I know you said you would like to have tried to fly it without yes. that. So. Yes. Um, so it went together then, easy. I mean, no problems. No. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not remembering any difficulties at all with mm-hmm. it. Um, maybe, maybe the the and because I never had floats before, I struggled a little bit with the floats, and mm-hmm. they have to use like fishing line. Yep. I just when I threw it all together, I'm like, how's this? You know, how's this work? So I had to go back to the manual and kind of freshen up on how that was going to go together and control with the rudder and everything because mm-hmm. I never did that before. So that was a little bit newer for me. Yep. But absolutely love the floats, as as you know from the video and stuff. Right. Um, it was the first float plane I ever flew, <laughs> so couldn't wait for that. Um, the light scheme, I think, is awesome. When I got it all together and lit it up in the basement, I'm like, oh, it's just enough that it looks good. Yeah. I know the one guy, he's like, oh, you even got headlights for landing or yeah. whatever. And it, it looks it looks really, he thought I could trigger them on and off, which I could probably mod that if yep. I wanted to with a remote switch. Sure. But mm-hmm. uh I wanted to fly it more in the evening at one point, and I never got. Well, at Eric's, I had a faux pas. It took You're me right. out early in the evening. I'm like, dang it, yeah, I wanted well, to light this thing up right at dusk, and yeah. I didn't get a chance to. But, but, um, all right, let's, uh, I'll read a little bit about it, and then we'll talk okay, some of the sure. features we like, maybe sure. dislike. Uh, sporty performance, amazing stole capabilities, functional slotted flaps, optional leading edge slats, shock absorbing main landing gear with Tundra style wheels, realistic EDO style with floats and water rudders, LED navigation lights, landing lights, beacons, wing tip strobes, lightweight hollow core construction, durable Z foam material, AS3X receiver with optional safe select technology powerful brushless motor runs on a 2200 three cell uh lipo let me grab the specs real quick the weight is 50.3 ounces it's pretty beefy bird but it's big um length is 40.9 traditional z foam brushless outrunner uh sorry brushless outrunner runner runner uh size 10 it's a power 10 size motor 12 by 4 prop uh, wingspan is 61 inches so it's big andre it's when we actually set the tundra down beside it 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 it's massive but i'll, yeah. t- I'll tell you one thing i think it has a better glide aspect to it because when uh, i will get into the flying yep. of it but it was phenomenal when i killed throttle i can't even begin to explain how well that thing glided right um i guess we could talk first Talk about some of the things, and I think we're the same on the same page. But the, that you liked about the plane, that I liked. Yeah, what um, were some the of the short feature? takeoff? Obviously, it's mm-hmm. a stall type plane. So, and I and I I never had one. I had a Cub, but it had such small wheels. So I really wanted to get a plane with the large Tundra size wheels, so I could take off in my dad's yard or just larger grass and stuff. So that's something I really enjoyed. Um, I needed one of those in my flying arsenal for sure. Yeah, because um, that yellow one was no good. Oh my gosh, that oh. thing was the devil. It was it was the cub. I don't know what version of the cub. If it was a fly zone cub, I bought it Aerotech, but I don't even yeah. want to get into that yeah, story. Oh, that's, that's a whole. Other. And I'll tell you, that turned me off on high wings for the longest time. So it's so nice to have a good experience with a high wing. That's supposed to be what people train, learn, like your experience with the fun cub. Mm-hmm. I had nothing like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I had nothing but horror and nightmares. So coming to this plane was just sheer sheer joy, to say the least. Right. 
Um, the, uh, the, go ahead. The biggest thing I think I really, really liked was the, the way they designed the landing gear. Um, the landing gear, Andre, he, they have actual hinges built into the airframe. So they, the thing that's really holding them together is just the springs. So no matter what kind of hard landing you have, it doesn't just have the wire gear. You know how you have a hard landing and you spring the gear and then you got to pop it out and you kind of got to fold it back. This, this doesn't do that. It's fully hinged and just springs right back. It is amazing yeah. how the landing gear is. That is probably one of the best features. And, and what I like about the wheels, I would definitely like them maybe a little bit bigger, but they're kind of they're foam. They're not like the, the kind of hard foam that everybody was using for a while. They're like a soft, squishy foam, and they seemed a lot better as far as bounce and being able to take off and land on, on a lot of different... Um, you know, types of runway, even off of pavement, it, it wasn't as bad as say like something with them, them big, like, you know, the fun cubs got them kind of hard foam wheels. Yeah, They're yeah. really mushy. And so yeah, it, it was just unreal. Uh, that might be something my, uh, my, actually my dad was, has been flying, uh, the fun cub to the just everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I was flying the sky, he would come in and that was his problem. He's been working with the landing gear on the, on the fun cub mm-hmm. and in, He's getting a lot of bounce, so maybe we'll uh, pop into the hobby store and see if we can pick up a set of gear um, wheels for this guy. Yeah, the wheels are, are fantastic. Uh, again, like Mike pointed out, I love the lights. I wish everybody that you know builds a type plane yeah. like this would put lights on it. You know that, and I think uh, was it Scott was going to on his Tundra. Yeah, he said he was putting out yep. lights on it. I right. know. So. Yep. Yeah. It, it makes I have all a kit the difference. Line around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have a kit line around. I actually and I put the lights into the fun cub, and yeah, you're right. It, it does. It, it's nice. It just it takes it to that next level, sure. and it, it it looks really nice, and they're handy. Yeah, because uh, they help you pick up an orientation really well. So. Yep. Uh, you know, when we first got the Beaver, that was one of the biggest things that sold me on the Beaver was it had they have the, lights. It, yeah the lights all over it, and early morning and late evening, them lights just show up like. I wanted to fly it to you I know. so bad. I got a couple shots when we were flying that early morning. That uh, Yeah, that one on the lake was pretty cool. You could see the reflection. Yeah. It was still just, just enough that you could see it. Right. You know? uh, I do like the option of the slats. They also have the stole winglets on the end to help you know with the uh, short field takeoff and landing. the bend y- at the yes. tips, yep, then, yep. the downward bend? Now, we're going to nitpick here. And the bad thing was I really did want to fly it without the slats first just to see what it would do and how it reacted it'd but, be a little faster maybe well, yeah and, and you know the obviously the slats are, are better for the the, the stole you know short takeoff and landing and your slow speed um but i would like to see somehow to where you could clip those in like they pop in you know what i mean we, we discussed yeah that, yeah you could just pop them in for if you wanted to just yeah cruise around real slow if you're in a really small area you know and you want to use them but then if you wanted to get out and do some aerobatics say a couple days later or whatever you could just pop them out that's another thing i was going to say too i'm not sure this thing could tow like your tundra i don't know i'd be pushing it i think yeah you wouldn't want i don't know if you'd want the slats on if you were to tow you know I don't I think mean? it would matter really with the slats on. Do you but think it could tow? I don't know if it could. It'd be challenging. I think. I don't know. It's a good it's question. A bigger frame and everything. And so. when we get Matt and Andrew on, we're going to ask, ask him, him about if he's that. Ever attempted that or did that? But there is not anything to set up to tow. Yeah. I mean, you could tow with it and tie some string around it, but it doesn't have any sure. kind of tow point or tow hook or anything like that. So that that is an interesting fact. And I do think that the motor is a little bit smaller. Doesn't quite have the power as the. Uh, the tundra um 
The floats were awesome, though. Yeah. We had a blast with the float. The fact that it comes with floats as well as the, the mm-hmm. gear, I mm-hmm. mean, that's a great, great positive with it, I thought. Right. Uh, big elevator, big rudder, a lot of control. Um, I Even with the slats, I didn't have any trouble rolling it around, doing anything, you know. Uh, slow flight on this thing is, I mean, really. <gasps> Ridiculous! <laughs> I killed throttle, and I'm not kidding. It was gliding like a, a, radi- a radiant almost. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Literally, Andre, when we were out and we had the floats on it, we didn't even basically touch the flaps for for uh, landings. Like we dropped the flaps a couple times, and the plane just stopped. Literally, just stopped in the air, and I was so worried about it just, just plunking killed. right down out in the middle of the lake and rolling over or something we were so worried about it i think i did do one landing with the flaps but it literally just stopped and plunked on the water you had the throttle probably yeah i had the bet. throttle on it just plunked right in the water i was like well that really wasn't any fun you know it just stopped and plunked out in the water the as3x helps it with its stall like air stalls not i don't know and I, it's very good possibility and that might again something we could ask matt when we get him yeah. on but andre i've I can't never believe it seen a plane mike was tinkering around and we, uh, and we just the decided next day, to do that and we, like, we put the wheels on it and we were flying it around and and pat was flying the tundra and i said mike let's, let's check the stall character i want to see what it does and he literally i even went up like a bubble you know at first trying to kill it completely in a bad bad orientation even and he shut the power off completely nothing and i said all right just keep pulling back on a stick till it stalls we're waiting and waiting and waiting <laughs> and, and waiting and it just did like it, oh it mean, never, you're, like, you're still having throttled around like no i'm just gliding it, it like a glider it did not stall it literally did not stall you could go up you could go down you could turn left you could turn yeah. right no nothing tip. i it, couldn't believe we it. couldn't get it to stall yeah but is that yeah and i bet the slats at that point were helping him i'm sure yeah the whole wing design the slats and everything but it's still i've never seen a plane to where at least yeah because you did it too you even attempted yeah because i was like, like come no on way, this thing's got to stop and you were doing it i think maybe you got a little tip on i did it at one point but you were at a hard angle yeah i threw it right into a bank and it finally did drop a wing a little bit but as far but you could still like 10 degrees a bank i mean it literally could you could fly it around no problem with full back elevator Nice. It was just crazy. Nice. Unbelievable. So, I mean, flying characteristics, you couldn't well, beat it. One little nitpick thing, and, and it was the, the control rod to the back. We yes. were going to adjust that, yes. and we couldn't, and we had to do it internal, which thankfully the wing is easy to get off. So to that, to that right. note, there, is a, there was an option for us at that point, though, at least. One thing I'd, I'd like to see, and I think they've done this with a few planes now, is Horizon uh, used to always have the uh, threaded control links, links at the end of their control rods, which are great because you set the plane up and uh, you could just, if it was a little off and, and you're really not supposed to use sub-trim on an AS3X plane anyway. Which I didn't know. I was glad yeah, he was so, there. You could just you know screw them one way or the other and get everything situated. Well, they 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 got rid of them. They got the little clip ons with, yeah, with that the, snaps into that yes. one. Spot. So literally, Andre, what we had to do is pull the wing off, and they have the little um, what do you call those things? Like the little uh, things that go into the control or the servo horns with the little yep. screw. I forget what you call them things. Binding posts or something. Uh, I, I can't, can't remember. Not binding. So anyway, you had to loosen those up and slide the rod and adjust your linkages that way. So I wasn't real. You had to take 
you had to take the wing off? Yeah, because the servos but, are down in underneath the, the wing. At the same token, there's two nylon screws that hold the wing in. That's it. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're large, normal Phillips. They're not fighting with a little little screwdriver okay. or anything. So the For wing sure. getting off, kudos to that in, yeah. that in this design. Right. So it wasn't as bad as I thought it was no, going to be No, the wing definitely comes off really easy, so we had no problems with that. But I would like to see him go back, I think, to the older, older style. It would be nice to be able to adjust at both ends, or is that a faux pas with control rods? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, yeah. yeah you could do it both ends, but I, I think the safety Might margin, make, you know, yeah. if them things kind of back That's off a little bit. That's what I was wondering. You, you have two failed Yeah, I would rather points. go back to the older style to where you got the... Um, the Those were kind of a pain, too, because I always broke the tips off trying to pull the forks off on them. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I have. Maybe you've had better luck with them. It's just It's give and take. It's, yeah, uh, there's just a uh, difference. There's probably we good points to, to it. it. But... I guess once you do it once and it's set up, you don't have to mess with it. I guess we're nitpicking. Yeah, I think we bit. are. It's so, definitely so you a different design. You know what this means now, Mike, right? Yeah, you, know, you know what this means, right? <laughs> you need to get a transmitter mitt. Transmitter. Yes, for winter flying. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to put some skis on that bad boy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> do they Mike, make skis for this? Uh, oh, yes. They yes. make skis for this, yes. really? Yes. Dubro makes... Yes. Ah, put the skis on. The skis are way better. Well, but... Uh, seriously, Mike, you're going to have to start winter flying now. Yep. You bought the plane to go winter flying. You've committed to winter flying now. It'd have to be like February after bow season, January or February. That's oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> usually when we get uh, snow anyways. So while we're on the subject, when we're nitpicking at this thing, a few things we didn't like. Let's talk about the <laughs> major thing that we really don't like, and I don't understand why they keep doing it. But the for underneath. some reason, Horizon just loves to put the battery hatches on the bottom of these planes. And it's even a nice lid with the push button. Yeah, we beautiful love the feature hatch. To get it's it great. Now it's with just on the wrong side oh. of the plane. <laughs> now, with the wheels, it's not too bad. You no, can flip it over. the floats, over. we were struggling oh. bad with it. The floats, Andre, have a crossbar that goes right across yeah. the battery hatch. And it's not real high off of the fuselage. So literally, anytime we were changing batteries, it almost took two. It was like, I'm holding the plane upside down. Mike's trying to squeeze the battery in. And I don't want to wear on my on my vertical stabilizer yeah, flipping you don't it set over it down. all the time. You know? yeah. right. like, yeah. I'm going to be wearing the heck out of that, trying to get batteries in and out of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that is that is a, one yeah. thing that could help me because they came with two uh, binding Velcro strips. Yep. And I haven't done it yet, but I'm just going to put a large strip and just Velcro the bag without trying to yeah. loop and yeah. what do they call hook and loop yep. types yep. things. I'm yep. like, I'm not doing that anymore. I don't think. Get yourself uh, a little um, uh, pick up one of the E Flight uh, um, uh, Horizon Hobby whatever uh, plane stands too. I know for the Albatross, those mm-hmm. are the, the it's the same deal. It's got the belly low. Uh, mm-hmm. So I bring, I'm bringing the Albatross. Well, I bring the the plane stand. So then at least I can flip it upside down and not worry about you know doing any damage to the vertical. So yeah, but the only thing is that's with another that thing to take. Yeah, to the like field. we're out way out in the middle of the field, or depending <laughs> on where you fly, you, you don't lake, really want to drag it right to yeah. the edge of the lake or whatever. Yeah, like you just you know change battery. The only thing I did find that I could do is like I always have my transmitter box case that mm-hmm. I can put the case and it elevates. Enough off the tail, so oh, at least okay. I mean it's still on the wing, but it's at least not on that pivot of the tail or that sharp point of the tail. Right, but yeah, it's a pain in the butt. I don't know why they couldn't put it up on by the, the windshield or somewhere where the mm-hmm. windshield is and snap well, off. Like, yeah, with the fun cup, the whole top fun cup, the, the tundra. tundra, the tundra is a beautiful location yeah. for battery installation. Yeah. Yep. 
That was our uh, big gripe with oh, that. Oh, we, we griped about that yeah. quite a bit. Especially with honesty. the, like I said, the wheels, it wasn't too bad. I, and, and there's I'm, still seams on the top. I don't know. It's it's not like they're hiding seams or anything, putting it down there. You know, I, mm-hmm. I could understand if it was something appealing to the eye or mm-hmm. it would take away from it. But I don't I don't know why they do it that way. Yeah. It's definitely a pain to flip the plane. Right. So and we'll you let, almost have to because I'm not agile enough to do it. And <laughs> the upright position to get a battery in there and it was, plugged in. Yeah, it was I mean, tough. We had a bank there at the lake. That mm-hmm. I had it on the bank, but I was down eye level with it that I was able to do it. But yeah, how often are you right. on a steep bank where you, you're flying? Yeah, yeah. And you're like I said, it took, it took two of us basically with the floats on. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the float fly a little bit. We I, I called Mike up and I said, oh, Hey, Mike. My gosh. <laughs> I go, I got a nice secret I location. Re- I was really nervous. I'm not even going to lie. And I said, like, you want to go throw that thing on floats? He's like, yes, uh, I do. I guess. So, <laughs> it was more like, I guess. <laughs> so we got up early, went to our little secret location, got all set up. Beautiful location, by the way. Um, what I do want to say uh, with dealing with the beer, I haven't flown the Tundra off of floats, so I I, now, did I that plane to, come stock with floats, too? Yes. I can't remember. Yes, it yes, does. Sure. Okay. Sure and Chris, I can't believe you didn't bring it. <laughs> well, here was I, the thing. I asked him, too. I'm like, yeah, I thought he was bringing it. He asked me to bring mine. <laughs> he didn't bring the Tundra. Here was the thing is I knew we were, you know, we're trying to do a review on this. I knew it would be kind of hectic. I'm trying to get shots with the, uh, the P3 and photos, you know, with the camera and all that. And... We probably, I probably could have, but we were already there like five hours, four or five yeah, hours. I wouldn't have fit in the truck. Either. Yeah, that would have been the other thing. We had to take it all apart. And I just knew it was, it would have been tough. So, but down the road, I'm going to get it on floats and we can go out and go tinker around. I just wanted to try to get focus on the, uh, the timber product, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but what I did notice uh, flying the beaver, it's got a similar setup as far as the way the water rudders are as, as the beaver. But I like this design better because the beaver had rubber bands on the back. And Wayne and I always had problems. And with the dual rubber bands, it didn't work. We had to modify it a little bit. And then we had trouble getting the, uh, enough throw on them. I mean, we just, it was kind of a nightmare. Once we finally got it dialed and modified, it's been okay. But with this system, even though it's similar, it's way better. Uh, the way the design is, and they got a spring on on the actual rudders. Uh, it still uses a fishing line that goes back to a couple little uh, links to the uh, rear wheel. But the design worked great. We had absolutely no problems with it. It worked good, and even I would say probably two three hours into it, we had some pretty good wind. And that's where we were really pushing our luck. I, I thought it was going to be one of those one more one last time flights there at the end that was going to be our doom. Right, <laughs> and um, I was getting a little worried. But it handled the wind great. Like you could just hit the hit the rudder, hit a little bit of throttle, and I think we it had spin no on the yeah, water, no, no problem. problem. You know, and that's something way back in the day of flying like the the old uh, Super Cub and stuff on floats or or uh, you know had no rudder. If it got windy. You, you had no control. That thing was just going to aim in the wind, and uh, that was it. So having the dual rudders, it had no problem in the wind whatsoever. It, it worked really good. So what did you think of the floats? I know that was your first time. Well, I tried. Rem- I was trying to really test my memory on their float flying on flight test video and about uh-huh. being, you know, get up to that step, and then you can get lift off. And yeah. You know, as you know... I- <laughs> I was rudder. I don't know what was going on, but I would get right about where you're on that first step, and they would just rudder and bank right, right on the water. I wouldn't lift, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. It looked like pure chaos. <laughs> Andre, have you flown <laughs> on floats yet? Correct. No, I've not, actually. Uh, oh, really? Oh, wow. Oh. 
it it's different, but once you grasp the concept and understand what the plane does, I think it's actually easier than landing gear. My, my personal the opinion. landing was awesome. Yeah, the, the I, I, I mean, I had these visions of me just nose diving, be a thousand pieces on this lake. You're like, it's foam; it'll float. I'm like, you don't realize if you're coming down 80 mile an hour, it doesn't matter if it's foam or not. It's gonna be like well, I know you're not supposed to, but that's how I fly sometimes accidentally. <laughs> So I had all these bad ninjas, and I'll tell you, my thumbs were shake. I I haven't been shaking like that flying for some time, and I'm like, oh gosh, Chris, I am really shaking. Yeah. I have not. And the thing oh, with Mike is, he's, he doesn't fly with rudder whatsoever. No, I'm all like no rudder, man. So he's he's trying to take off. I'm like, Mike, you got to stay on the rudder. You know, a little bit because I think we had the the rudders just off just a tick. So yes. the faster it went, the more so right. As soon as you got air, the yeah. rudder would control opposite of what the water was. Yeah. In having performance on the plane so oh we got some gosh. good blooper rail <laughs> reels I, I should probably post them because you see mike he would do like 900 miles an hour and then the plane would just turn right <laughs> sharp right yeah. like <laughs> wings are flying yeah. tipping <laughs> like oh man so yeah it was quite an experience um and then i i was also worried about putting cameras because we wanted to get good shots yeah I'm like man i am really tempting fate here i'm strapping a mobius on the underside of this wing on water <laughs> I'm like freaking out. I'm like, all I had visions of was this plop in the middle of the lake. I'm like, oh gosh, there's $60 or whatever down the drain. You're like, oh, the Velcro is going to hold. I'm like, you know, I'm going to super glue this thing on here because I just do not want to drop this in the lake. So I had that fear built in. And then then when I started doing the wing waggles on the water, I'm like, oh, no, it's getting a lot of water on that camera and stuff. I'm like, this is not good. This is not good. <laughs> and unfortunately, your run cam. Oh, but I that thing just you. died. And, and No, I feel bad. I feel real bad about that I, one. It's, it's nobody's fault. I got home and got online, was reading about it, and, and everybody's having the same issue. So it's not anything we did. It's uh, it's got a problem, so I'm going to talk to Dave about it and see. But don't worry about that. Uh, but we still bad. got some good shots. Everything oh, worked some out beautiful good. shots. We and, were trying to figure out different angles, yeah. and with that with that run cam, it left you view the shot you were getting, unlike right. my Mobius. Yeah. So that was great, especially for the the when we put it on the horizontal stabilizer right. angle on it. Yeah. So we got some beautiful angled, sh- different perspectives on this plane that I thought right. were phenomenal for camera yeah. aspect. We, but yeah, uh, the float flying, I'll tell you, I was a nervous wreck. But, but it was I did great. calm down then afterwards, but then the wind kicked up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we we I'm thinking to myself, we gotta quit because I'm trying to I'm trying to lift off downwind. Right. And it was really getting bad. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't gonna happen. But we it have did. to quit. It is no problem. That, I mean the plane handled it great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were yeah, no problems whatsoever. Um, I was really impressed with it on floats. I was too. Really, I, I enjoyed with it. that a lot. Yeah, I wish I had a lake closer to my house now that I could and do that with. To give you a perspective, Andre, you know, obviously we have the slats and it's a stole aircraft, but there was a couple moments, uh, Andre, where Mike was so slow. I was, I was nervous. I'm like, Mike, Mike, you're getting a little slow, buddy. You're getting a little, yeah. I go, you're getting a little slow, man. I don't know. You better <laughs> give it some. And the plane never <laughs> even whatsoever had any inkling that it was going to stall i mean it was literally because the floats are heavier there's yes. no doubt about it you got yeah. more weight yeah. there he was literally slower than a walking pace and i was really getting nervous and he's coming up over trees we weren't even over the water and, <laughs> and and never never had a problem i mean whatsoever i can't believe it ended up successful that was one of the few yeah. things that i tested my abilities and came home with the plane intact yeah 
the other thing we noticed was diff- kind of difficult is we kept trying to get some shots with the Phantom 3. That was a way we tougher struggling. than I thought it was going to be. We were kind of in an enclosed area well, there. Well, my flying doesn't help getting, getting those shots that you want. I know that. And you're trying to line up on the plane to get ready to go, and the wind's blowing, and it's drifting the, the plane across the lake, and I'm trying to keep it. And then know. I do a hard 90 yeah, right before every, I lift <laughs> Every time Mike would take off, he'd get this beautiful line. I go, because honestly, Andre, you could just firewall it, and the thing would just come right up off the water instantly, no problem. But I'm like, Mike, we don't want to do that. I said, just ease in the throttle. Get this nice, long grade. As soon as Mike would get going, you're about 30 feet. Everything looks great in the shot. It instantly turned right. (laughs) I mean, right turn, Clyde. Instantly right turn straight up. I'm going, Mike, what are you doing? we knew with your Phantom to keep you on the left. Yeah, I told him. I'm not going to take this shot from the right side. You're going to bank right into me. First first two tries, I go, that's it. I'm going on the left side because you turned right into me. Like, all I see is airplane coming at me. Oh my gosh! I don't know what it was with me banking right with this thing oh. off the water, but I did it probably three or four times anyhow. Oh, we had a and good then time. I went over correct, so I'm like, yes. I'm basically fishtail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, a couple couple times. At first, I'm trying to follow him because I wasn't sure what he was doing. So then the fans going left, right, left, right. I'm like, screw that. I'm just going straight. If he's going to go left, that's why I say we got to put out a blooper reel because you guys would probably just laugh. And what's funny is it eventually lift off after doing all yeah. that serpentine movement. I'm like, oh my gosh, this can't look scale no. at all. No. <laughs> It didn't. I, I'll have to show you the footage. You're just going to laugh. And then the one time, I don't know what happened. I'm falling. Everything was looking oh good. Gosh, and then here it came. Left turn, Clyde, and he just ditched it right into the bank. Plane flips over. I was like, wow. It was definitely entertaining. We learned a lot on that. Definitely, for sure. But the one shot Mike got that I I didn't – honestly, I didn't think it would look good because I thought, well, you're not really going to see anything, is Mike decided to put his Mobius clear on the front of the float, like kind of right on the edge so you didn't see anything but water. No propeller. No no propeller, no nothing. And at first I was like, well, it'll be different, but I didn't think it would be – I tell you what, that was one of my my favorite neat. shots. Like you could hear the prop, you could hear it. You know, it was just almost like you're out in, in water skiing or something. You know, you or like s- Celine Dion. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? On the Titanic, the Titanic with her arms up. <laughs> I can fly. <laughs> yeah. And, and and you were really worried about just bringing it in heavy, you know, oh, yeah, and just, just burying, just the, burying the Mobius in under the water. You but know? that was actually one of the dry spots it on the was. plane, believe it or not. Because we, we were trying to see where the water's beating, trying to figure out where we could put the camera safely without getting drenched, you know, yeah. obviously, when you're throttling up. Right. Yeah. Oh, my oh, gosh. It was had, a blast. Yeah, good though. time. Really so good. The, the timber is fantastic on floats. Flies awesome. We had no complaints with it. Um, Unfortunately, I might as well bring this up as we're wrapping up on it. I did. Well, we got to talk did. about when we put it on wheels and we went back out the next day. Okay. Okay. I you want to bring it up far. now? No, no. I'll wait. Okay. I'll wait. So anyway, that, that was our float flying. <clears throat> so then, uh, yeah, I guess the next morning you took the floats off. We put it back on wheels. Because I, actually, I only flew it one time at Flight Fest, and that was pretty we, quick That's flight. the only time I ever flew it. And then you're telling me to put floats on the thing. I'm like, ugh. Right. <laughs> It's <laughs> even funnier, Mike. I had no idea you had it at Flight Fest. Oh yeah, yep. Well, I I know why because it was uh, what was it? Put the 
Andre, you couldn't find him at any oh, time. Oh, well, yeah. What was, was it called, that uh, name? Oh, Pukaroo. Pukaroo, yeah. Andre. <laughs> no wonder you didn't know I had this plane there. <clears throat> we never saw, I don't even think we saw you there, to be honest. <laughs> no, I never went to, I, was, I didn't go to Flight Fest this year. Actually, no. since we're talking about Flight Fest, I, I got to share a story. I, I know we already discussed it in an earlier podcast. This, this we did not discuss, and I wanted to mention it. And Andre, I think he was at the campfire when this was going down. We're, it's okay. Mine get everybody's perspective on is it's one o'clock in the morning, and we're all sitting by the campfire, and we look over on the airfield or whatever, and I see a, a, a lighted plane, plane for night flying, and nobody ar- and else no, around. Yeah, nobody. nobody. And, and all of a sudden, we hear this taking off left or right. <laughs> and we're like, what? I think we see a buddy. You don't have to announce it. I think you're the only one out there. And we just start dying. And, and then we start mimicking things when he was coming in and like, landing right to left. Stay clear, everyone. And there's like nobody out there. And he's making these announcements. And I'm just dying. I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's like flying in the middle of a desert making these calls, you know? <laughs> That was pretty funny. But you there, Andre, then, for that? Oh my gosh, I had and, tears and in my eyes. And then he crashed, and we all went, crashing! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I had tears in my eyes when he started announcing things. And what like was that. bad? What was there, like six of us around the <laughs> fire? Like we're all dying. yelling. He'd go to take off. We were like, take, take it, it off, <laughs> left or right. <laughs> Kids following all the rules to a T, and we're oh. like, "Oh, we had a blast! Oh my gosh, I'll that never forget funny. that." Though, like following those AM or the, whatever rules yeah. those are for flight flying with others, like, dude, I think you're the only one out here. I don't think you need to be announcing this at one o'clock in the morning. Oh, that was funny. I forgot about that. Oh, eyes are water. Oh my! All gosh. right, back to the tundra or the timber. Jeez, always I can't even think now. All right, so the next day you took the. Flight. That was too funny. I don't care. I wish, wish I had had that on video. That was funny. <laughs> go ahead. Go All ahead. right. Okay. So the next day you take the floats off. You get the wheels back on it. We go over there to our normal flying spot. I bring the tundra this time, and I and I know I had so many questions when we were. T- uh, talking about we were going to do the timber review that hey, hey how is it with the tundra you know what what do you think should i buy this or buy that so what we're going to do is we're just going to talk a little bit between the two but i will say with the the wheels again fantastic great takeoff and landing just about anywhere you want to go now what did surprise me um the tundra actually has quite the wider stance like its gear is quite a bit wider than what the the timber is but we had no issues with it uh landing in the rough stuff of of you know teetering scrape, or yeah anything. teetering or, or scraping a wingtip or anything so i was a little nervous about that i thought maybe if you had a really bad landing or something it might scrape the wing pat i even left pat flight he was doing phenomenal he was doing better than me he's like oh i wasn't doing that good because you were trying to get phantom shots of it he yeah nice level he was following him pretty well yeah i thought so um, just to hand the transmitter to someone else, let them fly and get their view on it. Was right. Fun too. Now, let me state, first of all, before we get too far into it, again, we do have the slats on it. So we don't know how this plane really flies without the slats. We didn't get a chance to do that. But flying it against the Tundra, um, it's definitely a slower flying airplane. And I think... All in all, even if the slats were removed, it's going to be a, a little slower flying I believe, airplane. I think it will be too. The, the Tundra's got power. Like it's just one of those. And I can't imagine like if we compared it to Andre's souped up one. Oh, I know. That, like that thing would be like a rocket ship. 
Because <laughs> I wasn't even close to keeping up with his tender. And I'm like, all I kept thinking was Andre's. I'm like, oh my gosh. He, he got that pre production souped I, up did. models that they send out to all the yeah. testers, like, here, test this it. one with yeah. the hopped up motor. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind he got a different version somehow. <laughs> they did a little tweaking on that motor before they sent it out. Yeah, yeah, a little few extra magnets, a little extra windings. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I think the Tundra has a little bit more power. Um, but the thing was even on takeoff, like we did side by side comparison. Now, I mean, they both take the 2200 yeah. lipo packs and this is a lot it seems bigger to be airplane. A bigger plane. Yeah. So you're drawing. And the flying time seemed to be about the same. Yes, I think it I depends think so. on how hard, hard you fly, fly the Tundra. I think if you fly the Tundra really hard, you're going to get less time with it. But, uh, Pat was flying my Tundra just cruising around with this thing and they seem to be just about, I really want to get some more formation flying. I thought maybe that'd be on your video but we didn't get any uh, there's a little bit it was tough with you guys that I day bet. i was I, like well i'm really bad i mean i was real yeah. bad well it didn't help that you were talking to somebody and i kept yelling at you i go mike we need a big circle pattern you're going left right up down <laughs> left right i go mike pa- traffic pattern buddy let's go you know <laughs> Oh, Your flying man. and talking abilities, we got to work on. Yeah, a I, bit. I can't multitask <laughs> when I'm flying. <laughs> if someone comes up to me talking, I'm like, oh, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> try to be mean. Um, so let's uh, again. I'm, I guess we'll do a little more comparison here. We're, neither plane, they got some good points, some bad points. I again, I, I think it depends. Maybe like Andre, you were talking about. Uh, to try to buy this plane in Canada would be super expensive. The Tundra would be quite a bit cheaper. Um, what so is this? Two twenty nine, I think. Two, here in the states, what is it? Two forty nine, and it's out of stock. Uh, let me look. It's out of stock. Yeah, that's, uh, I noticed that out of stock. Yeah, so it means it they're selling. Like I paid it for two twenty nine. I, I think know, maybe you got they had a sale. They or did. Something, they had a twenty dollar off phone yeah, coupon that like. you had. Oh, and yeah. I wanted to ask you, Andre, about your battery. You said Hobby King's doing a five dollar off. How's that work? Is there a code or off your favorite battery sure. pack? Uh, you sent me a little thing saying five dollars off your favorite battery pack at Hobby. Oh, King. that was probably during. Was that the long weekend thing? Maybe. Oh, yes, yeah, there was. There was. Oh, yeah, I missed it already. Then. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd have to see that link. Uh, but again, uh, but yeah, there was some and, kind of sale. I think it was a particular battery. Oh, uh, okay. I'm have either sure. one of you ever flown the? I was looking at batteries, and it had a high C rating because I'm looking for high C twenty two hundred pack. Have either one of you tried the Bolt battery packs? Are they any good? Do you know they're they're Are high? Sh- aren't those are the high voltage ones? The bolts? Yeah, you need a different charger. Yeah, you don't want oh, those. Oh, really? No. So, no, honestly, Mike Chad mentioned that it was high flying. voltage too. Yeah. I didn't look at that. I yeah, guess, they're higher enough. voltage. I'm glad I didn't order one to yep. try it then. Yep. So the graphene's are probably good still. Yeah. I could go that route graphene still. Graphene or, or an A spec or something. Yeah, it's it's the highest C ratings. That and the plane won't fly much. Well, actually, no, Chris, you saw the difference when you flew the Tundra on uh, with the low C ratings. Mm-hmm. It just it, it's sluggish. Yeah, and you you, uh, you end up missing that punch. Yes. and that's what makes a plane so exciting. You know, you can just punch around. Well, I kind of want to get them for my quad too because I have a three cell quad that I should probably make four cell. But I wanted to use it in this plane yeah. and try it as well. Yeah, so. I think we it's had the same same problem with the timber. Is Mike had a couple older They're batteries, minor round, yeah, and, and then we put some of my A specs in it. And it seemed to just even have that little extra in I it. I think you're right. Yeah. So 330 Canadian before taxes, by the way, guys. Uh, wow. 
Yeah. Wow. That's pricey for you guys up there. I mean, it's just a matter of what, what's available, wh- where you can get parts, if it's, you know, yeah. easy, yeah. Uh, customer service. I mean, again, it's not, it's all in what you want. Uh, the yeah. Timber has a lot of options. Uh, the Tundra, it flies great. Uh, it's, I think it's a little bit more aerobatic, in my personal opinion. You can do maybe a little bit more with it. It's more, I was going to say it's more kind of, this seems like a sports true to car. It's high wing yeah. characteristic plane. I yeah. think more true. Yeah, it's, and, and, it's not a sport plane. Right. And that's it. We've been asked that question compared to this, compared to that, yeah. compared to this. And in the end, my, my comment in the end of a lot of people was you know what? We, we finally have a really good problem in that mm-hmm. we have. You know, we have a, a half a dozen great. high wing planes that we can pick from. Choose yeah. your manufacturer that you, that you like, and you know, just you know, apples to oranges or whatever. It's, the point is, it's a high wing plane. Mm-hmm. You get on on a really good day, and I, I really do you enjoy the fun fact with either that one in the sure. conditions. Well, listen, in the conditions that we have to fly in, I mm-hmm. mean, come on, I mean, we're we're what we're we're we're, we're approaching fall. It's getting cooler and cooler and cooler, and eventually we're going to be dealing with tons of snow and that's the airplane that that will be ready to fly for me you know and uh right. i just want a high wing that performs and whether it's a fun cub a timber well the a tundra, tundra wheels a, i just a love those big cub. wheels exactly yeah. i want the big wheels i want the skis i was I want, totally I want against big wheels at first but my vision oh. of them has totally changed yeah. the versatility you oh get yeah out you of take them. off any, awesome. and that's the great thing with these planes you take I'd them get, anywhere get, like i went to aerotech bought that cub or whatever they uh-huh. had the small wheels i'm like yep. okay where am i going to launch exactly this from? exactly i mean i struggled just finding a little bit of pavement or what have you yeah. trying to get that plane in the air or land it and stuff i'm like not near the fun as I, your, as what this is yeah. <laughs> and the versatility yeah, you can take them anywhere. Your, your perspective yeah your perspective and your flying is going to change as mm-hmm. a result of this aircraft oh definitely you're, you're going to see definitely you're going to be coming out you're going to be you mean calling chris in january going let's mm-hmm. go winter flying uh-huh. <laughs> exactly now one thing i will say again uh, this is my opinion i know andre you you were almost a complete opposite now and this is a, a bigger wing than the tundra um even in the wind, if it's it's got the bigger wind and it was windy, I still like the AS3X to just smooth things out. I did like that a little bit. I have had the Tundra out in some windier conditions, and it's no problem. It handles it. No questions asked. No complaints. But it does just move around a lot more where the AS3X just took that little bit of edge off in the windier conditions. I kind of noticed that when it was on floats that yeah, day when it got, it got windy. Windier. I mean, it was in pretty windy. Was great. Yeah, in the, the air, ground, Andre, it was you just tell it was windy. solid. I mean, completely solid. And um, another thing, what was it? Um, The AS3X. Oh, there's options on whether to shut it off. That was where I struggled in the setup a little bit. I set it up different than what I really intended on doing, and we had to go through and... um, yeah, it does basically have, make it so that the S3X didn't limit me, like as a, a learner type thing. Right, and what this plane does, and it seems to be they're going to all their planes are, are seem to all be going yeah. to the safe select option. And what this is, is yeah. you can change the binding uh, sequence for newer RC pods. They can actually activate the safe technology, which features a self le- uh, leveling angle limits, uh, and they're built right into the receiver. Uh, let's see. This will allow them to get the feel for the plane's impressive capabilities without the feeling like they're in the uh, in over their head, especially when flying in the wind. As with safe system, they can assign the transmitter switch to turn the safe features on and off as needed. 
So we God. shut the safe off though with the uh, yeah. way you bind it. You yeah, can, you can. Control yeah, you can bind you it whether it you want the safe on or off. And but you, but even if you take the safe off, you still, you still get the, the ASTX smoothing capability. Right, right. Which flying. personally, but I, it doesn't limit your banking correct. and stuff. Then at yeah, that yeah. Because I remember the first time we flew it, they were You're like, like oh, Mike, Mike, Mike something's <laughs> wrong. You know, yeah. We're like, ah, the safe's on. Yeah, so we fixed that. Yeah, at the flight fest. Right. Um, did we talk about the stall characteristics yet? Did we mention about that? I don't know if we did or not. I can't remember. Oh. You mean how well it takes off? No, the stall, how we couldn't get it oh, to stall. stall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, we did? Okay. Covered. You mean air flight yeah. stall, not yeah, air short flight. takeoff. Oh, yeah. That's there's two stall. stall. Yeah, there's two yeah. that I always stall. got. There's stall, S-T-A-L, and stall, S-T-O-L. <laughs> yeah, we talked re- about it. All right. It. We talked about it. Yeah, that was amazing. I, I've never seen a plane do that before. That was crazy. Um any questions for us, Andre, since, you know, you've got a lot of time on the Tundra and we've got some time on both. Did you have any questions? Um, it's the hollow course. Or here. anybody, if we have anybody yeah. even looking yet, yeah, I don't 19 know. 19 people viewing If right there's now. anybody out there, if you got some questions uh, for us, yeah, I, no, shoot, exactly. shoot some I questions. I'm waiting for the sneak preview. <laughs> we've got to do that. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering... Um, Getting the Tundra in my car is interesting. I mean, it basically Ooh. takes up the trunk and the, and the seats have to yep. be down and everything. So I'm wondering that extra that extra couple of inches in the wing probably would well, consume. I got this in my Mustang, more. and I'll tell you, it was a lot easier when I took the wing off and put it parallel to the plane, I, and it, that saved tons of room, and it That's was not true. a problem okay, at so all. You can. Yeah, you have so the, the length there, obviously, yeah. but you can put it parallel to the plane fuselage. And it, and basically, I had the back seat of my Mustang on and just went right in. Right, that was awesome. Okay. Here, here. So you have, you have enough lead wires there between. Yes, yeah, the so I had enough leads that I could put it parallel to the fuselage. So that was okay. very nice. Here's a little tip I'm going to throw out there because I've I've done this with my Fun Cub and it worked out really well. Now, the wing does come off very easy here on the timber. Obviously, we talked about it. Two nylon screws, it fits right in. They come apart and. It doesn't have the wing struts. What I did with the Fun Cub, and I think you could do with the Timber mic, is you could just hot glue your your um, uh, servo leads up, you know, inside, so they're right there. And then you could just and what I did is color code I them, see, and then you could just, you plug could just them in and yes, out. and it would just then take you a, can completely correct. take it apart. Where I may do that. That sounds like the a great Tundra, idea. Because I was worried when I put it back in, they might interfere with servos. Yeah, or, and then you got to find which ones was. Because every time I put it in, the lead went in yes. a little different, and I just yes. don't want it to interfere with right. my servos. So you could just even hot glue. Just great hot glue idea. them right at Absolutely the top. Absolutely great. Color code them. Pop, 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 pop. And that's what I do with the Fun Cub, and it was great so idea. easy. Thanks for sharing yeah. that tip. Now, with the Tundra, again, it's got a fantastic idea because, uh, what is it, Andre? I think it's is it four screws on the top. But then yep. you got to take your wing struts off. Struts off. So yep. it's a little bit more complicated. And smaller screws you're dealing with. Yeah, there. smaller screws. Yep. But they and do. That, go ahead. That input can be fiddly. Yes. Um, I, I was going to say they have a fantastic idea with the uh, the single plug on each wing that they, you know plugs oh, right yes, in. That's so nice. you don't have to mess with sure. it. But I've had a few problems with trying. It took get me a little while up. to get it to line up. 
I remember so, you discussing that. Again, give and take. Both of them have some good ideas. If you tinkered around with the timber a little bit and glued your um, servo leads, you know. Up. See, if I if I took if I did your technique, I could take the carbon fiber out there and actually break it apart. Then yeah, and they would, they would even sh- yep. save in length. They'd be yep. less than the fuselage. Right. So right. I'm definitely going to take those tips and, and mess yeah. with that. I think because that's that tuned in. Uh, I've not I, tuned in, but utilize that tip. Yeah. If I try to, I try not to take the wing off the tundra. It is kind of a little bit of yeah. a pain. And I don't fear yeah. it at all now. I've done it a few times, yeah. and it's like, man, I should have did this. <laughs> we took it up top, to the lake. Top, top tip, though, Mike, get a second set of uh, screws. Uh, I dropped a set of the ones for the fun cub in oh, the yeah. snow, and yeah. The nylons? <laughs> Even the big nylons? It's, wow. Yeah. Yeah, they disappeared. I, I, I'll tell you what's over. nice too is when I take the wing off because if you have like six screws, you're not going to put them all in there just to store them. With just two, I just put them right back in the fuselage yeah. so I don't have them free floating anywhere. Mm-hmm. It was quick enough to do that, and I, I wasn't going to lose them that way. Right. And transporting. Because anytime you have an extra bag of screws or something, yeah, yeah. I know, I agree. <laughs> it's kind of like a micro SD card. Yeah, <laughs> you just seem to forget to grab them. <laughs> Speaking of that, I just put two of them in, in the bag. Two, I bought two more too. Oh. Me, Chris, and I thankfully have alternated our forgetfulness yeah. on SD cards going to the flying field every time. So he used he used mine at the lake, and then I used yours at Jackson because yeah. I did the same thing the very next day after we had talked about it. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, every time. Funny, funny. Uh, did you see any, anybody see any questions on Periscope that we can uh, answer? People were asking if anybody's done any different power setups and stuff for the uh, for the timber. I think it's too uh, too new out of the box uh, for a lot of people to be changed. I mean, um, I don't tend to even do much jumping between 4S and 3S. I tend to, if it's on a 3S plane, I just live with that because I've got the batteries for it. So. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a whack load of, uh, you know, 3S, 2200s, 9S. <laughs> 9S. <laughs> uh, that's funny. My, um, I think my my thing would be if I had a timber, I, I, I kind of, I like what Mike does. You leave the slats on it and you go out and you play with this plane with its stole capabilities. You know, if you want to yeah. land up on a bank or just do some crazy stuff stole stuff with it and go try to go as slow as you want to do or go and if you got 15 mile an hour wind see if you can fly backwards and just play around have fun with it and then keep the tundra is like my sports car you want to go up and do some aerobatics and get crazy inverted and just you know but still have the stole capabilities that's my opinion you know personally uh do i do would i like a little bit more power with the timber yeah a little bit more but i i don't i didn't have any problems with it stock I, I, you know, there was a there was a guy yesterday flying a beaver uh, yeah. at the field, and I I asked him, so uh, do you fly with flaps yet? And he's like, no, I haven't really got them. I'm like, what? That's <laughs> how. Just, that's exactly but, how I was. I didn't use flaps. I'm like, I don't even want to use flaps. When when well, we first went out to test it with forced, the wheels, I go, Mike. Feet. Yeah, Mike didn't food. even want to use. I go, oh, Mike. Okay. This is what that's this plane's designed <laughs> for. Flaps. He's like, I don't even want to use them. And like, then no. when I did, I'm like, oh wait, that's way too slow. Yeah, I'm like freaking out and yeah. throttling up and right. stuff. But so we first got him on the first notch, notch flaps, got him covered. I said, now nah, just drop the whole thing, just put him down. He's like, I don't I, know, I, I don't know, man. I, I was so against yeah. it, at but first. now you love I, it. Now I do, and I yeah. use them every time I come into yeah. land now. So. And, 
you're going to get that windy day and you're going to sit there and you're going to speed match the wind and you're going to be stunned because your airplane will just be basically Stop. locked in position, yeah. right? Especially with those so slats. So I can basically I just do a vertical drop. Yeah. Oh, wait yeah. wait till yeah. you get a good 12-mile-an-hour 12, 12 oh, yeah. wind and you drop that thing and that plane literally is – you're landing backwards. <laughs> That'll yeah. be so cool. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to – we've corrupted Mike here, so. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fun aspects yet with this plane that I have to tinker with. Can't Someone wait. just said his his plane pitches up uh, like crazy. So what you need to do for that is you need to mix in down elevator on uh, oh with on your the flaps. Settings. Yes, with the flaps. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, if your radio can do a slow, yes. like a, I've got mine on like a two two second or even uh, longer delay, so that your uh, your your elevator is putting just enough down elevator. Because I know the first time I tested the Tundra. I had to mix wrong. Yeah, oh, man, apps, you and went that way thing up. Went vertical. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was interesting. Now yeah. I believe I don't know if he's flying a, a bind and fly or plug and fly word, but I believe in the manual. If you're flying a bind and fly and on a spectrum radio in the manual, they give you all the specs like on where to yeah. put you know what percentage and everything in there for your elevator with in your the flaps. book they had yes, suggestions. That's for, what I thought. Yeah, and I, and I abided a, by all of that, other yep. than the bind thing to take the safe off. I right. thought the safe was oh, just your like yeah. to help you, and uh-huh. I hear the safe was much more than that. So right. that's how I bound right. it. But yeah, I followed all their all the defects. Yep. things that they they had suggestions there, in there for you what, what and is there an install process for removing the winglets um someone just asked about that i'm not winglets. sure if that's the slats or the 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 actual wing stole uh winglets on the on the outer edge no they're they're like a normal airplane and they're molded in now the slats okay. the slats no as we talked about earlier they do once you glue them in you're done they're in like i said it was i wonder one, if you could have used magnets well, we thought a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, we could were talking about different probably. things. And that might be in the V two version yeah. too. If he gets enough complaints yeah. about it, but yeah, yeah. that was that the was slats. One. Yeah, the slats are glued in, so yeah. And I probably should have left them out to review it that way, and then threw <clears throat> them on. But yeah, oh, well. that's that's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, really, I mean, they're gonna fly. I mean, I just just enjoy and fly them. Like, yeah. But it's funny because I saw a lot of questions asked when uh, when we were talking about the Tundra, uh, you know, flight stabilizers, and I uh, I don't think you really, 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 really use them or need them. But it would be interesting to see uh, to feel the AS3X and see if for 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 me, I just find it. I often find it intrusive, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it, it sounds like they're as they go. And like we see it now with the new, uh, new Sukhoi, mm-hmm. you can turn it off. You yeah. can set it to the levels, which is exactly what I was looking for. Right. And, you know, frankly, I would just buy a uh, plug and play and throw in my own receiver, but mm-hmm. you know, it would still would be really interesting to see, um, see it and experience it. So I guess next time I'm up, Mike, we'll yes. have to, uh, we'll have to do a transmitter swap. Yes, definitely. I'm all on board with that. Yeah. Uh, I did have a couple questions, uh, before we come in here and when I posted some pictures, I think, uh, people hit me up is like, well, what about the beaver? You know, how does it compare to the beaver? The beaver's like its own animal. I, the, it's hard yeah. to describe the beaver. The beaver's like a tank. Like it's just yeah. big and is it, heavy. Is and it bigger just, and stronger than the carbon Z? No, I think that'd be a more com- comparable. Of those two. the carbon yeah. Z's huge, huge Mike. That doesn't even that it's thing is so big and overpowered. Yeah. You can't. I mean, it's just crazy. But the beaver is what, in this what's category. What's the battery pack of the beaver? Twenty two hundred. Eighteen hundred. It's not a three S, is it? Yeah. 
No. The be- what are you thinking of? I thought the it was orange the beaver. Yeah, I know what you're oh, talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. About. No, eighteen. 18- it just seems like a wider fuselage it, and everything. Well, it's it's a scale airplane. It, it's a very scale. So um, it must be fairly light then, if you're doing a twenty two hundred three S in that. Yeah, it's it's not overly heavy or anything, but it flies heavy. It's it, it's like flying a tank. It doesn't do anything great, but it doesn't do anything bad it's whatsoever. It's strictly a high wing flyer, then. Yeah, the it part. doesn't quite slow down like these planes. It's more of a scale flyer, but it you know doesn't quite have the. I'd say eh, it's pretty close power wise as the timber, but it just looks good in the air. It just looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. in the air, they do. Flies great. Doesn't do anything bad. And like I say, that are the wheels our, the same design or not? No, the wheel. It, it again, it's scale. So it came with this really small wheels on it. But Wayne and I have upgraded to like four inch uh, Dave right. Brown foam wheels, and that made all the difference in the world. It has no problem taking off and landing. Uh, and that again, that plane did great on floats. Because yeah, yep. you guys were flying. Yeah, that, that for sure. That really kind of kicked everything off when that plane came out, and it looked as good as it did. Flew that well, had lights on it, came with floats, and I think all the rest of the manufacturers went, "Hmm, I think they we might be onto something on here." Now, who makes the Beaver? I can't Fly Zone, Fly Zone, which is a, yeah, part of Habaco. Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, they're all great planes. It's just depending on what you you know. It's hard. It's hard. I'm fortunate enough since you got this, I get to fly all of them, you know. But it would be, it would really be a hard decision to go. Okay, I only have like this much money. What should I buy? You know what I mean? That would be tough. That would be really tough. And again, I think it all depends on where you live, what what you want to do, how you how you fly. You just got to ask yourself those questions. Customer service. Do where can I get parts? Well, the parts. That's what I love. I got on there as soon as I busted the other. I should talk about that wreck. Uh, yeah, talk about your crash. <laughs> what did quit. you do? Oh wait, uh, <laughs> Mike. What did you do? <laughs> I can't even explain what I did really, but. Uh, Basically, uh, Eric and I, we were flying. It looked great in the air. I got it up, and they have a little bit narrower landing strip because they have a horse pasture right up yep. against where you park. And and um, so, anyways, we're up there, and I'm like, you know what, Eric? I'm gonna throw. That. Since you're flying so well, he can do formation flying. He's mm-hmm. a great pilot. Yeah. And he was following me so close. I'm like, I want to get this down. Throw the Mobius on it. Have it angled back. Okay. He was flying some type. I don't know if it was a Cub, but another high wing type type plane. So he comes and lands, and I'm in my mind, I'm like, I got to stay clear of him because we came down at the same time. So instead of me making a right to stay on the fairway, for some reason, I just floated, and I went between two trucks, an old, I don't know if it was a military truck or whatever, has been out there for a while, uh-huh. and a red pickup truck. And I, I went right between them. I, I, I thought I had enough space I could just short land it right there, and, yep. I, and I couldn't because I was going crossways instead uh-huh. of long ways on the airstrip. Uh-huh. And I was trying to stay away from Eric. In my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to stay clear of him and just land, drop it here. Well, I got about maybe four feet off the ground, and I'm going right into the truck. I lost vision completely. went right between the two trucks. And I knew it hit something. I could hear it. And I'm like, oh, man, what? I was so – I didn't even want to approach the plane. I'm like, what? What oh. broke? So I get to the plane, and amazingly enough – the wing, I thought for sure the wing would have took the impact for whatever I hit. The wing was fine. I must have banked hard or ruddered or something because it clipped the back, or maybe the elevator caught the back of the pickup truck or uh-huh. something because it was broken like two different sections. So, I mean, and he's like, just throw some tape on and go back up. But I didn't have tape on me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my time. If I do a repair, I don't want to just slap it together at the airfield. But I wanted to fly later and get the Mobius up. 
So I'm, I'm like you, Andre. I got grabbed option two and three. I had the kinetic with me and the mini, yeah. mini air, mighty mini arrow. So I flew those for the remainder of the night. But so, but yeah, I was I, I was torn inside. And then I, first thing I did, of course, was buy the ele- the horizontal stabilizer with the elevator, which ended up being like eighteen bucks as a part, and they had it in stock. So mm-hmm. nice. I'm waiting to get that. But in all honesty, the repair I know it would fly the way it is right now. With I put a CA glue on it. Seamed it up best I could. I ruined the decal. I was kind of disappointed on the price of the decals because I was going to buy some to replace. Mm-hmm. They were like nineteen dollars, $18 or something for a decal sheet. Wow. Like, I thought maybe it'd be like 5 or 10 yeah, bucks. Yeah, $18 for decals? So I did not get that. I'm going to have to figure out something there. I'm just when take I get the, the ones new. off the other side. Well, I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm trying. Oh, true. I make it match. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Wow. I may do that. So. But I was gonna. I'll figure something out to match it up when I get the new one on there. Here's a question then for you guys: Mm -hmm. When you get a new airplane, do you buy any of the spares right away? I tend to do like the 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 givens, the prop, the spinner, and maybe a battery cover. You know, I never do. And and actually, at Flight Fest, I bought an extra prop for this plane because I think it's the same prop they told me at the store that is the Night Vision Air at twelve by four. So they had that, and I grab. You know, I'm like. If I break this prop, at least that, that that's the only spare part I think I would consider buying when I buy yeah. a plane is a spare prop. Because yeah. what was it? We I broke think one that, of yours or something. And Oh, it was the, the, the XL when you crashed yeah. the Radiant XL. <laughs> and that's a real unique prop. I yeah, mean, I you're not like, just going to go to the hobby store out. and get no. one of those. So. Yeah. That was where my lesson was learned on the props. So. Yeah. You know yeah. what? That is a good idea. I never do that, though. I never order. I don't either. I should, and I never do. And you're right up uh, on the battery hatch because you hit hard or do some type of aerobatic in the air. Sometimes I've had hatches yeah. fly off, pending if they're magnetic or right. what. Right. I, yeah. I get those bins from uh, Home Depot, those clear, those clear shoe bins. Mm-hmm. And I've got like two or three planes that I'll put all the parts in those and just label them. And so oh, the manual cool. goes you, in, you, any of those spare You're much more organized stuff. than... <laughs> I can I can't even believe how even when you came to uh, Wayne's with and stayed there with him, everything in your bins, your batteries were all nicely taped up. I'm like, I know. Holy crap! He, a, little he OC, a little OCD, a little OCD going so. on there. No, I think. I was traveling nine hours with a, with enough batteries. That stuff. Hey, don't the car. That don't fool us. I've seen your your photos and stuff. That stuff was already labeled way before that. There's all the batteries. Oh, no, 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 no. I've got my labels on my stuff. I got those cool little stickers on my on my batteries. Yeah, they're keep, all numbered. Yeah, kudos, yeah they're like, all. You hear that? They're all numbered, labeled. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to your organization, though, because that is huge. Spread, That's a, a huge thing. I'm envious. So I know when they've come in. <laughs> okay, you might be a little over the top there, but oh, I am well, envious man. of some of those organizing strategies you do. But, but I, everything I have to bring in, I have to ship in, right? So it's you know, like on batteries and costs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm so I I am like, and you know, I got every time there's a free shipping event, I'll grab it because otherwise. Otherwise, if I go have to go domestic, it's just you know after taxes and everything, I'm paying an extra five to ten dollars per item, basically, and that's like ah. So yeah, yeah. I, I I tend to baby my equipment. Sure, I understand. But yeah, yes. I actually, I I think it's a good thing to a certain level. I need a little more of it for sure. Some of that organizational. Uh, speaking of packages, there is a package on the way for you, Andre. Oh. Goody, 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 yeah, goody. I don't, I've been wanting it because I'll have to try to find the tracking number, but it you oh, should I, have it, huh? Go ahead. I'm just excited. I'm oh. excited because can can we? Do you want to go on about this one? Because this is a this is a good topic for me now. 
I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm confused now. <laughs> what packages are you expecting? Motor, right? Yeah, I sent motor I sent the here. motors up. Yeah, um, and I'll tell you now, there was I was just going to send you everything I had up. Uh, there's a 480 and a Power 15, which are both Park Zone motors, and then I had another 480. Uh, luckily, I checked them all out, and the one 480 was bad. I don't know; it wouldn't turn. It was locked up. So I sent you the the 15 and the 480 are, are coming. Cool. I think the I think the 15 is going to go into. So what this is for, folks, is this is the um, the the David Vendelstol Rotor Riot Corsair that Tim uh, mm. donated to uh, to to me. Um, it's all been restored, so I put a new elevator, a new cow, but the motor shaft was just toast. <laughs> so that so Chris has donated a spare motor because he's Mister Hop Up, so <laughs> just a couple lying around, but. The real cool thing about this is means that plane will fly in September, and I basically committed to flying every single warbird I had in the month of September. <laughs> so in the last couple of days, I've flown the Mark I Spitfire from Durafly, so that had a maiden and several flights, and I've gotten really comfortable with that one. The, uh, the Corsair, that's the Park Zone Corsair, that has flown a few times, and I really like that plane. It's really actually really good on the... Um, the field because I've got the rough field landing gear. I just have to watch for nose overs because there's a lot there's a lot of forward weight I find in that plane. And I flew the Albatross, Chris. Oh, that's right. I did oh dude, I love that plane. It that, looks so that, good. I have to so I've got like a whole ch- checklist of the, you know the albatross i had some serious up elevator dialed into the trim so i'm gonna go back and center the uh the, the trim points and everything and just set it up that whatever the previous owner always said that he says yeah one plane was fine he says but this one always needed just a little bit of up trim on the elevator to, to uh the go straight hmm. um so that's odd oh ah, nah it's just it is the nature of that plane it's been bumped What's up the albatross? i don't remember but, that one that is the uh, uh, World War One biplane. Um, so when I was down oh, at yeah, May, I, saw that I, had, I had Chris uh, order the uh, struts and everything for me uh, from Amazon. So it's been, you know, it's got a clean bill of health. Uh, but boy, that airplane—you've got to be on the power all the time. You know, there's not a there's not a huge torque curve on that motor that, with that prop combination and the sheer weight of that airplane because it's a it's a. That was an earlier design, wasn't it, Chris? Where it's like it's it's plastic with foam covering it, kind of thing. And so it's a, it's got a little bit of beef behind it. I was uh, I was going to ask you though. I was I seen a couple of your videos there flying it. Now I, I've never flown the Albatross, but I know I have the uh, uh, the other one, the SC. the yeah, the SC five, and I love that plane and it looks great in here. But what I was curious is, is I fly my SE five way slower than what you were flying the Albatross, and I was wondering wanted to ask you, can you slow did that thing? Will it slow down some? Because you were yeah. hauling. Yeah, you think a double I, wing uh, like that? You'd be I was to, really uh, yeah. I was having to keep up on the power to keep it in the air. I found like too that slow. Seems opposite and it was, of what you uh, think. It felt uncomfortable. Huh. But I was dialing in a lot of tail weights, uh, tail elevator control. So, hmm. and I know Adam Drain's got a pristine one that he's put together, and it's sitting on a shelf. And I, I keep telling Adam, if you get rid of that plane, you tell me. I want that plane. Yeah. Don't, don't. I, uh, I want first dibs. Does he not fly it then? No, I don't think he's flown it at all. I know he's got Is it he together. Too, you think? Uh, I don't know. He just has never flown it oh god i love that plane i'd have to say if i did get it i probably wouldn't fly it much either because they don't make it anymore and it's harder and harder and harder to get parts for but damn that thing looks good in the air oh 
it was it was nice. I mean, I only ran, I ran the one pack through, and I said, okay, that's enough. And it was um, the uh, it was getting it was midday kind of thing, so you're kind of like squinting at the light and everything. Oh. Um, here's here's a positive thing. So I flew no issues with the blue Corsair, which is awesome news for me. Um, and then I had no issues tracking the green Spitfire, which is really good news. Yeah, um, because the um, I had a lot of issues that first couple times I flew the FW one hundred and ninety because that's got that blue scheme, and then the Durafly um, Mustang, which has got the silver and brown, is terrible for me to track. So uh, I'm going to splash some yellow onto the, <laughs> onto the leading edges and stuff. Uh, just so it helps me a little bit more. But I also think all this <laughs> flying experience, like between the Tundra and even the, um, the Pawnee, has probably helped me a lot as far as landing and everything. And it's just, you know, I, it's another year of flying. So I was really, um, the Spitfire, the first couple of flights were a little gnarly because I had set the battery too far back. So now the battery is like right up against the firewall, got the elevator all trimmed out. And then someone was saying to me over Instagram that maybe I should add in a little bit more expo on the elevator. And that seemed to do the trick because the last flight, uh, I was really comfortable and I was able to do some really nice, you know, low flybys and stuff cool. like that. So tune in, in your so skills, man, tune in, in your skills. Uh, oh yeah. Couple things back to the t- we're, we're all over the place today, aren't we? Uh, cu- high note. That's fine. Don't. It's all right. It's fine. I just uh, my mind's just rolling and rolling oh, yeah. and rolling and rolling. So I'm writing stuff down here. <laughs> but I just wanted to jump back to the timber here re- real quick. Okay. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I have a question for you, and I want you guys to jump in, or I want your opinion. Now we know the Tundra, and um, we talked to Stuart about it too. Is they they've got some options for that thing and i think he was even talking about maybe down the road putting out more like hop-up options stuff like that what do you guys think about that like say the timbers okay we're going to go to like say version two maybe they do a couple little things and they leave the slats off drop the price a little bit and make them pop on and off where okay that's an option maybe for 10 bucks you can buy the slats if you want them would, th- would you guys be into that, you know, if they had some options for, for this plane, like down the road, and said, hey, I want the slats, I don't, or would you say, nah, I'd rather just have them come in the box, pay the little extra money? What, what do you uh, guys lower, lower the initial purchase cost. Yeah, yeah, like maybe have some hop-up, op- you know, just like they do for, uh, I'd say RC cars is probably the biggest thing. You can buy the car, and then they have a ton of hop-ups you can do. If they have like three or four different things that you can get for the plane for a hop up and you can buy them extra if you want like a bigger motor and stuff or eh, not, not so much, so much even a bigger motor that'd be a lot of work you floats know floats or no floats yeah or skis. Skis. like if they had skis yeah too. skis could be an option you know because i probably would have bought for. skis in all yeah. honesty if i saw it would you guys now, you're talking when you said that it has skis it's not on horizon no so no this no, is no totally different do bro skis so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so that would be so yeah so yeah. i would buy in an option like right because i think especially like, when i had to buy an extra elevator i've been like okay i'll get skis this time yeah. with the searches. <laughs> right and and that might even be a thing like andre just I definitely mentioned would. is drop the price don't you know base, you can get it, with, it yeah. yeah and then if you didn't want the floats maybe some people don't have no, no option whatsoever yeah. like and well what are you gonna do yeah that's very true yeah so but i don't know that's that's a tough call because i do like these planes that you know coming with floats but didn't 
uh, now I can't remember, Andre. They got an option for skis for the Tundra, though, on the website, right? Or am I wrong? Yes, the, the skis are uh, the skis are the ones that are used off the Sky Mule. Okay. So yeah, uh, but you can fit in. There are a couple other nice set of skis. Actually, I I just got a whack of them in because. Um, the Corsair is going to go skiing. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you know uh, the skis will work? The SU-29 is going to Sorry. Sorry? Not, not, go ahead. I'm just saying a bunch of uh, – anything I can put on the skis this year are going on the skis. But, uh, like, Mike, you're going to enjoy that too, especially if you get a nice set. Like, I know Chris was talking about the set that he runs on the Beaver and they're all sprung and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just another element of flying oh, that I, I really enjoy. I think it's going to be fun. There's no doubt. I've seen different ski videos, and yeah, I, I know it's fun. I have fun with that. And, honestly, well. and I love cold yeah, weather. I'd much rather be out there in I don't hear it. <laughs> 30 degree weather than 90 degree weather. I don't want to hear well, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But get, get yourself a transmitter mitt and you know set up, and you're gonna see because you know you'll have the guys flying their 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 tundras and their beavers and everything, and you'll just see. It's just it's just it's enjoyable. I mean, you're only out for a couple packs because eventually your mm. toes freeze off. But mm. you know, it's oh, just, I love it's the cold. I'm looking forward to it. I hate this crap we just got out of. <sighs> I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> nobody does. No. I'm, I'm the oddball. <laughs> Even at work, they're like, "Are you mad?" I'm like, "I only have to shovel my drive maybe once a month. I have to mow every two weeks. This is ridiculous. <laughs> hate it." Okay, so this is what we're gonna do to kind of wrap this thing up. We're gonna rate this stuff from one to ten. All right. Oh, so man. first of all, Mike, since you put it all together and everything, uh, putting it together in fit and finish from one to ten, what do you think? And ten being a good score, yes. obviously. Yep. Man, you know what? I don't remember a bad thing about putting it together. I'm going to give it a high score just because I've put things together that I hated to uh-huh. do, and this was not. So I'm going to say like a nine. Oh, it. no kidding! And it's it went high. together easy. You oh, didn't nothing have didn't fit. I mean, it wasn't yeah. that thing. Um, you know what? Maybe I might. Well, nine. I'll stay with nine because I could probably get the screws. For some reason, those little screws—they just seem real chintzy, and you can round oh, the yes. heads real yes, easy, yes. especially for the floats and, and that, stuff. Right. As I'm putting them in and out, I'm starting to round the heads. I need to get a stronger screw there, I think, to hold up. And um, that's been one so. of their problems here. It seems I've heard that a lot about some of their screws so that, here lately. That's probably why it's more uh, a nine, but. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd say eight or nine. Okay. Strong, strong eight, but uh, nine uh, on that. How about looks? What would you give it on looks? Well, I'll tell you the appearance in the air, you can't go wrong with white. <laughs> and it's got plenty of that because I've had some black and gray planes. Uh-huh. And you talk about tracking problems. Holy moly. Yeah. This was very visually easy to see. And, and what am I rating in the flying? Is that what you said? No. The, well, uh, we'll get there, but the looks. What the, do you, oh, the looks. What do you think of the looks? I thought it was going to be plain Jane, but it, it went up. It's probably not the prettiest plane. There is a lot of plane features, but it makes it easy to track. I'm going to give it like a seven. Okay. I'll, I'll say with that, the seven, I was going to say maybe closer pushing to an eight just because it has the it lights on it. did look better it. in person. Yeah, in so person it looks does, better. Because I rated it pretty low looking at it on photos I agree. And, and that was so. one of your big concerns, too. I really, you talked I about it. You're like, like gosh, I really the like the so Tundra. Pretty, it looks and I hate great. green. And yeah. the fact that I love their scheme on that says a lot. So. Right. Um, yeah, I'm going to say an eight only because in the air, I thought the presence, the way it looked it was, in the air and the lights – it, it really looked good, so I'm going to give it an 8. How about durability? You've already crashed it, so what do you think of the durability? <laughs> uh, it, was, it does. I think it does have the hollow foam yep. wing, so mm-hmm. I, I'm glad I didn't hit the wing because I really didn't want to test the durability on the wing. 
but it's pretty rigid. I mean, you can see. Yeah, it's their standard Z foam, and it's tough. And and generally with their Z foam, if you do hit or break something off, it breaks pretty clean. I didn't clean. do any nose hits with it, thankfully, because yeah. that's where I could do a lot of destruction. Right. I, I, durability, I didn't put it through a lot of paces. I was able to repair, and I know it will fly yeah. with what I did damage. So um, I don't know what kind of gauge to give on durability. I'd say probably another seven or eight. Okay. Probably um, seven, maybe, just because it is foam. Flight performance. What are you going to give it on flight performance? Oh, man, I had a blast with that. That's going to be pretty high. I'd probably say nine. I agree. 100%. I was going to I say mean, I nine. Don't know what, I don't, I'm trying to think of something that I would enhance it. It would be speed or power. I was going to say that would uh, be the my... reason it kept yes, it from a 10 in Exactly. My if it had a little bit more power, Andre, I, this thing would be a 10, you know? Yeah. So um, next thing we're going to jump into is price. Um I, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I know the Horizon stuff sometimes a little bit pricier, but I'm going to say a seven on the price. It you know compared to some other stuff out there. You have the AS3 extra C where you that do. Price too. You do, and I could look it up, but they do have a plug and play. Too. I did, but I, honestly, I, like I, for that extra forty bucks, I wanted the AS3 yeah. X or whatever it was. Yeah, right. So I went ahead and got the receiver. Right, right. Because that's a bargain at that price. Yeah. So I'm giving it a seven on price. Uh, <laughs> I'll say eight. eight. I'll say eight. Okay. All right. I, I don't regret this purchase at all. So. And how about overall of everything, the whole thing, what you're getting in the box, how it goes I'd together, durability, eight. and eight. eight. I, I agree. I would say because they're. I mean, we nitpicked <clears throat> the heck out of it, but it's a strong B in my book. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I'd say an eight is a good overall number. Andre, I know you didn't get to fly. You really haven't seen it, but basically, from what we're talking about, what's your opinions on it, or what do you think? I. Like I said earlier, I think it's fantastic that we're, we we have this problem where we have to, you know, really yes. run these airplanes head to head. You know, I totally and agree. It, it, in in the end of the day, um, basically, because I was I was hard pressed on you know what do you think and everything. And yeah. The end of the day, it's. What do you have access to? Where can you get your spare parts from? What are you comfortable with? You know, and, and it's in the end of the day, I don't care. Fly it. Have fun. Um, I think it's fantastic that they've come out with it and have gone this far. Um, well, Chris, would you train somebody on this, or would you look for something a little, a little like just something a little lighter or anything like that? That's that's probably a really good po- point that we can come across because I know with the Tundra we didn't think it was your uh, it was a good beginner plane. We felt it was the intermediate tone man. Like it, this was your second, maybe third plane. You could almost you know? beginner this yeah, one. Almost. If, if you put the safe select on yes. you know, and you where you're limiting all your bank angles and everything you and your buddy it. box. Yeah, you could you could train somebody on it, I think. It's still a high dollar up there of a plane. Yeah. Yes. Per- it is a high inter- Personally, I think I would lean a little bit more towards I think like maybe the mini apprentice where it has all the features yeah. on. But again, the good thing with this, if you are training somebody and they get proficient on it, it's it's already set up for all the rough field stuff, the short takeoff and yeah. you know. I do like that fact. I think you could train someone on you it. You could, yeah. But would I buy but it for I, a trainer? No, eh, no. I don't I don't think so. I get so. an F T flyer. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I see what kids can put them through. So. But that's a good question, Andre. Yeah, it is. You know, somebody's Valid. like maybe on the. F- I, I think personally, if you're out on your own, you definitely want a little bit of four channel experience, um, yeah. and and get prof. You know, 
the other big question I know we get too is like float flying. I'll just right out straight. I think you need to be pretty well proficient of flying a, a plane, you know, in different Before orientation. You know, yeah. yeah, your landings and takeoffs, you got to have them pretty well down pat. Even though I think personally landing on water with floats oh, is easier. I did too. Way I was easier. surprised by that. Yes. I, I was really surprised. I mean, I try. You could hit it hard and it's, yes. it might bounce, but it's going to stay upright and yeah. go. I Mike mean, found out first. That was beautiful. Yeah, he plopped that sucker it. down. It's like landing on a cushion, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it'll, it'll bounce and roll. And now, obviously, that cushion will go Way at a steeper <laughs> angle, but you could have some pretty sharp oh, angles yeah. coming in on it, and yep. they would t- it would handle it perfectly. No problem. Yeah, the takeoffs are a little trickier. That's good. To know. You know, but yeah, Andre, yeah, I they think, were yeah. obviously. <laughs> but once you do it a few times, I did get better. I mean, I was learning the yep. nuances with taking off, but right. Are you going to give them a sneak peek? Yeah. Talk uh, a bit? What will do? You do you care? If, could I try to bring the periscope up closer to the screen for them or not? Yeah, it won't it'll, work. Yeah, it'll be fine. They'll they'll see it. Well, I haven't looked at it. But it's kind of off at the. Oh, it's fine. I'll the, blow it up a little bit. They can see some. It's just a teaser, anyway, Mike. We can't. No, give I got, that's so beautiful. I love it. Uh, <laughs> you can't yeah, try. I, that's that's fine. Um, well, before we get out of here, we're going to tease you a little bit of the video. It's it's up on YouTube. I haven't put it out, but uh, when we get home, I'll post it. A couple things here real quick. First of all, I'll get back to you guys that have emailed me with the crash stories and the topics. I got quite a few. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you guys that uh, came on, gave us some topics or some really cool subjects we can talk about down the road. And I did get a few more crash stories. So thank you for that. Please keep sending them in. I'd like to hear the different topics. Uh, We still love the crash stories. I'm getting a complication together and we can uh, get that out. Hopefully we'll get the Swede back on here. I haven't talked to him lately. I know he's really busy working on a few things, trying to get uh, those products out there. Um, But we're going to have him on soon. Um, Other than that, Andre, did you have anything uh, coming up or anything you wanted to? Uh, I'm going to keep flying all those wonderful warbirds this month. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm almost done the multi-RC 150 mil frame. I just got to play with the settings, and uh, so I got to bring up my rates so I can actually do flips and rolls. Okay. And um, the battery Mike was asking about is the 4S 1300 graphene, and it's five dollars off uh, from the U.S. warehouses on Hobby King. So. Oh, awesome. yeah, so if any of you guys are looking for 4S 1300s, which seems to be the sweet spot for all the multi-rotors right now, mm-hmm. they're there. So, All right. Well, I think that's all we have. We're going to get out of here. We'll uh, tease a video and think what I do. Uh, the Periscopers are get to watch it uh, a little bit for the teaser. Uh, obviously, if you guys out in podcast land, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't see it or whatever, I'll narrate it a little bit as we're going through it and tell you some maybe some of the funny points. But other than that, thanks, Andre, for joining us. I will talk to you soon. Uh, as soon as this video is done, we're out of here. We're going to go enjoy our last day off. So thank you, guys. We will talk to you soon. And here See goes the video. So first up, it was a P3 shots over the tree. The, as you can see, the water was just absolutely dead calm early in the morning. And when I was editing, editing the video, the shot almost looks fake. I think even Andre, if you look at it, it's like doesn't look real. We need a logo. Yeah, I know. I've been wanting, yeah, I agree. 
totally, 100%. That's kind of coming okay over the And the shot we were talking about, Mike, with the is coming up right here on the Mobius on the float. Yeah. And it it's pretty cool. I left a little bit of sound in there so you could hear it spooling up. And I just threw in a bunch of different angles, you know, seeing what the plane looked like taking off. And this is still pretty early in the morning. You can see as the, the day goes on, you'll notice the water starts getting a little rougher and a little rougher and a little rougher. And it, by the end of the day there, it was the wind was pretty strong. And it's really weird flying there because there's high walls all around. So depending on how the air moves across the water there, it gets pretty turbulent. As Mike kind of found out later in the day on floats, it would you, you never really knew what it was going to do. But this is one of Mike's probably first or second landings here. Nice. Yeah. This was the hardest part. was trying to track Mike on takeoff, <laughs> man. He was all over the place. And this is probably his straightest one he had right here all day, literally. <laughs> I wish we hadn't lost so many periscope viewers. That's okay. You'll see it on the post, though. And you can see we were trying a little bit of using the flaps for landing, but 99.9% .9 of the time we did not use the flaps for landing because the plane literally just stopped. It was amazing, too, how the water would fly off the camera lens. Yeah, that was the crazy thing, Andre, on, on like the Mobius and stuff. It'd get water all over it and as soon as you got in here, it'd literally just blow right, right off right of it. Off. Yep. It was cool. And we tried multiple times to get shots landing, and this, even though this isn't the best, this is the best one I got. It was so hard. And right after this, uh, Andre was where I almost put the uh, the uh, P3 in the water. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually wasn't. Man, I'm really low. I actually wasn't paying attention. Oh, look at that! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, guys, see that's up the float. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, there's our little teaser for the video. So. There you go, teaser. man. They got to see the whole thing. Yeah, that's true. But we'll get it up so they can watch it. And uh... so, thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. We will yeah, see you next you. time. Mike, shut us down. Bye, guys. We'll see you later <laughs> next time on the podcast. See ya. Shut it down. Swipe down from the top, Mike. Swipe down from the top. There you go. Did you get it? All right.